Welcome to episode 7 of the Talk Nintendo Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and with me tonight, as always, the formidable Perry Burkham. Hey, Casey. How are you on this fine autumn evening? I'm not, uh, I'm doing pretty well. I've had a a pretty good week. Uh, How about you? Uh, Very good. Getting lots done. You know how it is. Yep. Chipping away. Yep. Now, uh, some people might be asking, why are there two episodes in a row? You know what I mean? There's no no, no in-between week like we've been doing. Uh, right, we usually do every other week, but this time we did every we did one last week and this, this week. So. And, and I'm pretty sure we're going to do one next week, right? That's right. Is this like a new thing for us? This is a new thing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there might be some weeks we can't because of life, but yeah. But, but we'll be damned let's, if that happens. <laughs> well, let's go weekly. Yeah, you know what? I, I like that idea. All right. Well, let's cool. do it then. Well, it's agreed. All right then. You guys heard it first. Yes, and uh, I also, we both wanted to welcome people that have discovered us from the drawing that we're having on uh, Twitter and Reddit and whatnot. Um, the old Pokemans giveaway? Yeah, so we're giving away Sun and Moon. Both? Uh, both, <laughs> yes. We're crazy, man. We're crazy. <laughs> I know. And uh, yeah, really excited. We've gotten like close to 3,000 responses, which is just... Mind-boggling. Yeah, no, that is. Like, that's insane. Like, our last giveaway, or our first, I can't remember. It was, like, in, like, two, three hundred, right? Yeah, the uh, like the that. NES Remix was, like, two or three, and we, we were like, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, so 3,000 is insane. So, if you're listening to us T- from that. Times we, it by ten. Yeah, we, we are so happy that you're here and listening, and, uh, yeah, I hope you can enjoy the show and everything. And we're actually going to read out some of the uh, tweets that we got from you. Uh, Casey, why don't you give us the first one? Yep, we had Terrafam. We believe that's how it's uh, pronounced, spelled P-H-A-M, unless it means Terrapiham. But uh, he says the Lapras needs a new form, too, like another shell on top of the current shell. I guess he yes. likes... Uh, he wants to double stack that shell. Yes, I love that. And then uh, Vincent Macrat, uh, or Macrat, however Macrat? you say that. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> he says, Gang- uh, this, these are people's favorite Pokemon, by the way. Uh, he says, Gengar, because I had a plush of him as a kid, and it kept me a lot of company. With a big smiley face there, so... Uh, the best thing with Gengar yeah. is he could just hide if anyone comes, you know, just turn into ghost form and you can be <laughs> out of there. Wait, is Gengar, does he have a normal not ghost form? Uh, or isn't he just a ghost? Well, he's a ghost, but I figure ghosts can come and go as they please, right? I think so. That makes sense. And we also have final uh, from Nicholas Weigel. Now, I'm going to botch this Pokemon name pretty bad. Uh, do you know how to say this one without... I think look. it's, I think it's Mimikyu. Mimikyu. Like, I'm gonna Mimikyu. Okay, I like that one. Mimikyu. I just want it to feel loved. 
Uh, yeah, Mimikyu, I just want it to feel loved. That's great. And we can give some love to Mimikyu. Yeah, we'll give, or we'll, me, we'll give him a little, or, little loving. Or Mimikyu. Or, oh, yeah, I was like, is it a, a, a Mime? A Mimi? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I would, if, but, uh, if I ever caught one, I'd totally nickname it Mimi. Just get rid of the, the second part there. Very good. But, uh, but yeah, we are going to read some more of these throughout the show, uh, definitely at the end, so uh, stick around for that too. Yep, and just a heads up, uh, there is still time. By the time this episode comes out, which will be uh, Thursday evening, you'll have about 24 hours to enter, and um, you can check out our Twitter to find out how to enter. Just tweet at us what Pokemon you like, retweet, like, all that good stuff. And uh, you can have a chance at winning yourself a copy of either Pokemon Sun or Moon. But, without further ado, we'll get into our one of our main staples here at the Talk Nintendo Podcast. It's uh, what we've been playing. And Perry, I, I heard you've been playing a game that you've already sunk probably the most hours into on your Wii U. But you're putting some more time in, huh? Yes. I am talking... Up today about Splatoon. Mm. Yeah, so you might have heard of this game. Uh, this is probably the game that brought this podcast together, actually. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, right? So we got together on uh, one of the Nintendo World Reports, the uh, Patreon nights. Uh, he was playing, and I think, was it that? It must have been. Yeah, it was a, a Patreon night, and then everyone sort of left and then it was just you me and Aaron I believe and uh, we ended up playing for like two more hours yeah yep and then ever since and then we played through we were like hey we should play Triforce Heroes and then we did that and then the rest and, is but history we've always, <laughs> yeah we've always played Splatoon we, we regularly play Splatoon in fact we you might see us online with our four squad uh, and the alley boys <laughs> yeah the alley boys we have our names uh Hill, Gribble, Dotrieve, and Boomhauer. So, uh, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're almost as big a King of the Hill fans as we are Nintendo fans. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's to speak true. a little truth to how much we enjoy uh, <laughs> King of the Hill. That's why Splatoon is a perfect marriage of the both, you know, for both of us. So. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I told you when we did our top five Wii U games that... Um, I haven't played through the story yet of Splatoon. I've played like I had played like halfway through, and uh, and the reason is because I wanted to savor it. I am like that with my things. That you know when you get something that's so fun and so good, you don't want it to end. Yeah, you you and, don't want to do it too quick. Yeah, like I know friends that watch, uh, they watch TV shows and they don't watch the finale because they don't want it to end. You know. And I, that's cr- that's kind of crazy. To me. Yeah, I but don't think I'd go that I, hard. <laughs> but I understand though. You know the feeling of finishing something, and it's like, well, that's it. And uh, and I kind of felt I was like, I'm not gonna lose. I do this with a bunch of games, but I, you know, I'm like, I'm not gonna lose this uh, feeling. And I thought, okay, I just got a hold of the uh, of the three. I got for free three the three Splatoon amiibo. The new ones and I was like okay I kept my other ones in their boxes and I'm gonna since I got these for free I want it off uh, radio trivia actually <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that was. Oh, really the fun. telethon, right? Yeah, the telethon. Yep. And I was like, since I got these three for free, I'm gonna open them and use them. And what they do is the uh, Splatoon amiibo unlocks uh, challenges, like basically a whole nother campaign, um, and you can use different weapon like you you like one like use different weapons depending on which amiibo you use and uh, one of them i think the girl unlocks you can play the campaign with a sniper and then that's tough the, it's very yeah yeah exactly i'll get into that but then the the uh boy inkling uh has the uh roller so you can play through as the roller which is really fun and then the squid amiibo uh you can play as it's amazing it's it changes the, the challenges to basically time attack and there's also another different challenge that i don't want to spoil but anyway it's, it was a kind of a fun surprise and it changes it and you can every time you're in your ink you can you're a kraken so it's like unlimited kraken it almost and seems unfair. <laughs> well, see what it is is it changes it to, it changes to time, you know. Now you have to get to the level as fast as you can. Granted, I got through with three minutes left on each <laughs> level, <laughs> but I mean, it, it does the I, the concept is there, and it got me really excited for stuff that they could do with the next platoon, and especially now that it's this mega hit. Of, of the world, you know. I mean, the attach even like for the Wii U, it's like a really good selling game. Like not even for the Wii U, I mean. Like, oh, it's yeah. just a it's just amazing. It's a phenomenon. So yeah, so I um I absolutely love the campaign and playing more of it and it unlocks uh it unlocks like a bunch of different stuff. You can get clothing the way it is is like uh, you have to beat the world and the boss of that world and then you get an unlock of something and uh, so for instance like you can unlock games like the little mini games that you can play uh, intermittently like online like when you're loading which mm -hmm. I think are genius I do like you squid ever play jump. those like squid jump yeah well remember I set the uh, my new high score of like 300 the other day Oh yeah, you just didn't play them. Yeah, and no, I not really. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I think they're. I think Squid Jump is a lot of fun. I it's a it's just it really is. It's like, cause after a game match and and if it's not a night where, bim bam boom, you're getting a a, a, a you're getting a squad yeah like together. right into the game. Yeah, then uh, it's great. I mean, it really is a perfect idea. It's there and you pick up from where you left off and it's almost like when the when the splatoon match is ready like a lot of times i'm like no no I want to keep this. you know and then Give i'm like oh minute, wait a second <laughs> yeah no and then so it's like you get done it's like okay i'm excited for this okay i'm excited for this so it's it's really cool um and you unlock some games uh there's a music game and i will tell you right now not good I, i'm sorry it's it's not it's a really no. weird I, I may not fully understand it, but it's very weird. Um, and then there's also this game that's like volleyball. It's like spike spiking volleyball net. And it's the same um, it's the same 
oh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, the same sprites and the same art and eyes. Oh, the what jump. Looking for. Yeah, it's the same. Man, that's gonna drive me insane. The, <laughs> the same designs. Uh, art style direction <laughs> no no not direction assets that's what i was looking for assets, yeah. assets okay same assets as squid jump and it looks the same i mean it really looks like the same thing but uh you can it's like it's like a side scrolling volleyball spike and you have to you have to knock down as many of these little fish things as you can and and it's pretty cool it's actually really fun i i enjoy it and then i actually haven't unlocked the third one yet so I'm looking forward to that, but slacker. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, but it was just really fun. I had some mornings where I had got work done early, and I was just sitting in my pajamas pl- playing through these matches, and I was just having so much fun. So I really like Splatoon so much, and I am so excited for for sequel and for the single player that could be now. I am also a person that would say if even if there was no single player, I would still buy Splatoon and play it probably the most out of any other game ever. But you know, mm-hmm. like I, I I think I would definitely be disappointed if there wasn't any single player because it's so fun and that last boss is insanely fun. Oh, um, you finally beat the the single player like all the way through. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to actually. That's another thing. Oh, I before say. getting the unlockables, you have to. Uh, you have to beat the level in the real game before you play the level, um, in the game. So in the in the uh, amiibo. So it's like I I I got them out, and I actually just wanted to. I didn't even want to play the story to be honest, because I was still wanted to savor it. But I I got them out, and I was like, okay, I'll get to unlock the games because that's what these amiibo do. But nope, you have to play a lot of stuff to unlock them. Um, so I had to play, I had to finish the campaign, and then I played through two of, I beat it with the sniper and with the uh, Kraken. And it's actually, it's actually not as easy as you think with the Kraken. Honestly, it's not, because the Kraken doesn't move as fluid as, as you know, as, as the as small like. squid, so, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's really fun, and I just, I'm so excited for just what they're going to do with the series. I mean, I they could do so much with different games, you know. I mean, everyone's waiting for Splatoon. Yeah, <laughs> Splatoon. But, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's it's exciting. And, I, you know, just I had some ideas like like, like what they could do with the sequel. Um, I was thinking uh, they could have a sprinkler system in a level. And imagine if you had to fill it, let's, you know, kind of like how you have to on the uh, on the uh, the rainmaker, mm-hmm. where you have that big ball that you have to shatter first. Imagine if it was that idea. You have to load this thing with your ink, and then when, and if your team gets it, then it's and then it's then it goes to the sprinkler system throughout the whole level, and it starts spraying around everywhere. And you know you could have that concept built in. And there's so many ideas. Yeah, like, that, do you know what I'm saying? No, that could like, be really cool. Or even, like, if you had it where there was a spot where, like, obviously most of the maps, you know, like, you each have your respective starting spot. So, like, there's a natural point in the middle that's sort of where the, the major conflict happens, you know, and then, like, 
if there was a way that you could get to even a sprinkler that just wiped it clean and then like w- would wipe all their paint you know from their half of the base you know so it'd exactly. have to relay it back down even if it wasn't your paint but it was just water and took it away yeah it yeah. could be pretty interesting awesome... concepts yeah and because i'm thinking the way that the rainmaker is now is there's like kind of two parts i mean there's like multiple different parts there is the getting to the rainmaker and then you have to explode it and that takes time and while you're doing that someone can go you know what i'm not going to shoot this thing i'm going to shoot the guy that's shooting the thing so they go around and they and they shoot you so and so that's part of it and then the other thing is when that rainmaker is hit it's a huge splash that kills everyone around it yeah it does a lot color. of damage so you could have and so that's the best thing about splatoon right that's the genius part of splatoon is it has all of these little tiny little uh uh skirmish skirmishes you know like yeah, throughout where, throughout the whole thing you know you get this one-on-one combat where you're hiding and jumping out and and you know trying to explode the rainmaker running away from it you know it, it's just there's so many variables in splatoon and yet it's so simple and that's what makes it so brilliant it's just it's an amazing game and to think that i've heard that miyamoto is the one and this might be some rumor or something but i i think they were developing this game without the concept of of swimming in the ink oh man and i think miyamoto said that you have like you have to have that 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 movement like you have to be able to swim in the ink and it's like that's the whole game so <laughs> you know so, he is a brilliant man. <laughs> yeah. I you know mean, what? I would, I would be interested to see them, like, in the single player, how they have, like, those wires that you could sort of, like, like go into squid form and sort of travel along them. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I would love to see those integrated into multiplayer also as, like, another quick way to, you know, navigate the level and, you know, maybe pop out on another side and try and a back ambush, you know? Yeah, and, like... That's another thing, because I know there's people that are listening to this that that are like me, that have not played through the single player. Like, good old Dan. I don't think he's played through it. Um, and uh, something that something you don't think about is there are a bunch of assets and ideas that aren't used online, that are in the game. Yeah. Like, like sponges. Sponges are awesome. You know, you, you shoot the sponge and it gets huge. And you can take out enemies that way, or that you can make it so you can get to other places. Um, you know, they, they didn't really have movable objects in the beginning of Splatoon. They started to, though, if you notice, like with uh, Mahi Mahi, or yeah, Mahi Mahi Resort that has the whole the whole stage moves, and then they have the uh, the um, oh, the anchovy games. Mm-hmm. You have those. You have those those platforms that you can move actually with your gun with the fan you know that move up yep and and there's a bunch of examples of the actually it's kind of cool like the later levels getting you know uh more complex and well i wouldn't say complex but that, I just mean, more so options simple. more stuff going it's on more options know? yeah but like that not not too much right they're so smart in their designs and stuff but anyway um yeah there's just i'm so excited for the the future of this series i mean it is honestly like top three series for me um i and not to take anything away from any other series but i just love it so much and i literally just played this morning <laughs> <laughs> like at seven o'clock with aaron 
He's like, hey, want to play? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, and just so, wait till you can play on the go with the Switch, man. I, I, yeah, that's a very scary feeling. Uh, although, see, that's what I'm thinking. They kind of have to have a single player, right? Because you can't, you know, you have to play this thing online. So yeah, I think they'll have a pretty sweet single player. Yeah, I so, mean, it would be cool if it, like, doubled in length. <laughs> or even if yes. it just gave you, like, an extra half of it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think... I mean, who knows what they're going to do with Amiibo and if they're going to do the same kind of thing or if they're going to let you... There's one more thing I want to mention because this thought of it. So the concept of, of using the weapons. I love the weapon structure in Splatoon. Okay? I love how you don't have your standard splatter shot and then you pick your attachments for it. That's not how it works. You literally have completely different designed different looking different named guns there's no attachments yeah know, to any of these guns now i mean there are like there are options there there's a there's a, a sub weapon and then a, a special but you don't get to pick these so it creates this it creates this um you, like a feeling you're not overwhelmed like and call like i feel like when i play call of duty you know these people have these that I'm playing against have these crazy upgraded guns with crazy stuff, you know, that they probably are more beneficial in some way, or that's what you're thinking. Maybe not yeah. if it's balanced, but you know what I mean? And with this, it's like, no, there's none of that. No one has this upper hand. Maybe they've unlocked a gun that you don't have, but it has the same stuff that you know about. And it's just, it's just so much simpler. And then it adds like, then like, you know, I seriously have like a personal feeling towards every single gun, you know, <laughs> you know, like, well, like, you know, like when we're playing, it's like, oh, I hate this stupid rapid blaster, like, you know, or the rapid blaster deco. And like, you literally know every single gun and, and, and how they play and they all play different. So what are you talking about? I thought there was only one gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forgot I'm talking to you here. Mr. <laughs> Splattershot Jr. Mr. Dude, Bubbler. It's, you know, perfect. It's all you need. It is. It is all you need. Yeah, you madman. But yeah, uh, I really love Splatoon, and I'm. I just. I. I played through it, and I was like, finally, I have a chance to talk about it on this show, because uh, it's been out a while. But yeah, um, perfect game. It, honestly, ten out of ten for me. I don't have a lot of ten out of ten games. But that okay. yet yeah, that breaches That's a ten uh, out of ten breaches yep. the limit. Yep, and uh, yeah. So, Casey. So, Perry. I hear you've been playing a game that I am very interested in, and I've been actually waiting to listen to what you have to say about it. What is this game? This game is the new freshness, Mario Party Star Rush. And I'm going to start off by saying I haven't put as much time as I would like to have to, to really give it a, a big discussion um about but i have put in a good amount of time into toad scramble and um i haven't really scratched too much on the other game modes that are involved but toad scramble is like the main one you know what i mean that, that's the oh okay like that's what they've sort of been touting as like the new fast pace this is this is what we want to you know this is what you're going to want to play when you're playing mario party and now you you don't know much about are you going in blind pretty much for the most part with uh, Star Rush? Aside from that, yeah. you know, it probably involves minigames. 
I mean, really, yeah, I am. Okay, so Toad Scramble is actually pretty cool. Um, it's four players, obviously, and uh, you start out as a toad. And now, instead of like a, a board game where there's, you know, one path, or, you know, with Mario Party, it'll, you know, one path that'll branch off into a couple paths, and like, you know, it all goes around in a circle kind of thing. This is more just like a big grid. And there's different layouts for different maps. There, there's a whole bunch of maps for Toad Scramble, which is pretty cool. Um, with varying degrees of bosses and stuff going on. So pretty much with uh, Toad Scramble is you each roll at the same time and you're free to move wherever you want on the map. And they, they have coins throughout the map. They have uh, question marks, you know, on the ground that like do different things or, you know, um, or whatnot. And the, the objective is each map has a number of bosses. Now, it depends what map you're doing. Some have two bosses, you know, for a quicker game, and then some have five, you know, so that this is, you know, you're going in for a pretty long, long game uh, when you have that many bosses. So what happens is you'll be on the map, and you'll see where the boss is, and you need to work your way over there, but there's really no particular rush. You don't need to run there right away. You go around the map collecting coins or, you know, finding out what different tiles and getting items. And then they also have helpers, which are, you know, your standard Mario fare, like Mario, Luigi, um, Peach, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Diddy, you know, Waluigi, Wario. And, like, they'll randomly come up on the map. Wahoo! <laughs> they'll randomly come up on the map, and if you run through them, they'll join your team. So now, the next turn rolls around, when you roll your dice, they roll your a dice too, and then they add to your total number. So you want to get as many partners as you can because you can get higher rolls. Now you can switch between actually having your toad, which has like a standard dice, you know, one through six. Um, you can change to one of the helpers, and for instance, um... I could be wrong on this, but I'm saying, like, Donkey Kong's has, uh, like, his dice has two zeros, but it also has two tens on the dice. So, like, each oh, character... Cool. Yeah, so each character has their own unique dice with different numbers. Like, Mario's is, I think... I think there's no zero, and it's one through seven instead. So, it's sort of cool, you know... You want to obviously perfect. get more... But like yeah, in a certain scenarios, maybe you'll you're one higher number where you can risk it and exactly, change yeah. who's rolling the dice. But so essentially, at this point now, you're picking up people, and now you want to get to the boss. But you need to land exactly on the spot, so you can't just run through the tile and then it it you know engages the boss. So if you have you know you're three spaces away from the boss, but you roll a four. No dice, you're going to have to wait till next turn. But if someone else gets there first, then they get a head start on the boss battle. So what that okay. so what that means is like they'll get in there first and with the boss battle um it usually entails like there's a for instance one is there's a big goomba at the top of the screen and he's all angry and he's stomping around but there's like, I think they're apples or some sort of fruit or something you need to pick up and bring back to a basket on the bottom of the screen. And then there's like three lanes of Goombas walking around 
that if they hit you, you drop your thing and you lose a point. So what you want to do is you want to navigate up, grab as many, like I think you can hold up to three apples at once and then work your way back down without getting hit and throw it into the basket. Now, you get three points and you I think collectively between the four of you, you want to collect 50. These numbers could be a little off. I, I don't remember exactly, but like, you know, there's a set number you want to collect. So when you hit that number, the game's over. But you want to obviously have the most, you know, to in order to win the star. And then, like, second, third, and fourth just hit some coins. But what's nice is if you get there first, you get a little head start. But if you're far away, then you need to tap A. Like, the game will begin, and then you need to tap A to move your piece over to the boss battle before you can even jump in. So the benefit of getting there first is obviously get a head start. But to be honest with you, I've been, like, 12 spaces away from a boss battle, which is a lot. And you could press A pretty quick and get in there pretty quick, so I don't see it as that much of a penalty. However, I was playing against computers. For like, if I, I, I got to play one game with Caitlyn. Um, we'll probably play some more. But, like, maybe when you had, like, four people who, like, are actually good at playing, they that might actually be oh, yeah. more of a, a penalty, you know? But against a computer, you can get away with it. Well, I mean, that's the big... I mean, like... Always playing Mario Party games, you know. If if you need the fourth player, mm-hmm. or yeah, let's say you have three, you have three people, and then you need to have a fourth B computer, and it's like a game where you have to blow up a balloon. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that balloon is twenty five. The computers is like twenty five percent of you know of the actual full blown balloon by the end of it. And yeah, it's, it's just like, like a joke. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, even if like, and you can set set it on hard, probably right. The computer on easy, medium, or hard, or something. But yep, I believe yeah. there's e- like nor yeah easy, normal, hard, and then I believe you can unlock like a master, which I have oh, not cool. done yet. So yeah, cool. like there is like a super hard one apparently. But um, another cool thing is with the helpers, the more helpers you have in a game like that is actually beneficial. Because they'll go grab apples as well on their own and bring it, and their tally will count towards yours. So having cool. so having the helpers is a big benefit, which brings me to the amiibo. In Toad Scramble, scanning yeah, an amiibo. Yeah, I really want to know what this is. So the amiibo is just pretty much you automatically start with a helper already. So it's honestly, it's a little broken um, if you're the only one using Amiibo because then it's like, well, just from the get-go, you you have a helper already, so you're rolling bigger uh, dice yeah. movements <laughs> and then you're already doing better in the the matches, you know what I mean? So it's sort of, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like, I could see it being cool if like you had four players and you each scanned one in and you're like, okay, well, I'll just start with one, but... Yeah. It yeah, seems you, you a little unfair. Do, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, when it's just you starting out with one of the Amiibo, it's like, oh, okay. Like, you're, it's like a handicap almost, you know? Although, if, because this is a weird game, is it, it has the, you can download the app for free, the, uh, the yep. multiplayer app, <clears throat> which. That's what Caitlin did. And I. I, I'm very interested in this because so ha, ha, have you messed with that because the the reason being is Mario Party DS and 
Mario Party Island Tour, you could just download Play Anyway and play the whole game. You know, play all the modes without having to that download app. it. And and yeah, and they were like toting this as like you can actually, you know, only need one cartridge, but you've always only needed one cartridge. So yeah, I don't know if it's because maybe it maybe it's a larger game than those those two that it wasn't as easy to to share it all like that. Um, but yeah, I had to go online and download like the the guest party or whatever it is uh, for her 3ds. But it worked fine when we did it, and she had access, you know, to the game. So yeah, I I mean like maybe it was hey, this is a lot easier work it it will be a lot quicker and instead of saying you need to have like you need to download this app to play we should say hey there's a free app that you can download and and play with your friends only needed one cartridge but don't tell anyone that that's how it's always been anyway and this is actually an extra step you know i mean it might be something like that so that's pr and marketing at its finest right there yeah which i mean they they did good i mean honestly because me being the person that knew that i was still like okay that's intriguing because what you know like what what does that entail like what what do i get if i download the app like can i play it without you know can i play a little game without playing with you you know like or something, you know. I I just didn't like after I download it from you. Yeah. It, do I unlock something? Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah. So interesting. No, but but, uh, but yeah. I mean, Toad Scramble is pretty cool. Um, my only thing with Toad Scramble is I feel like it needs more mini games. Like they have um, balloons will spawn on the map, and if you run through the balloon, you get like a coin bonus, and then it instigates um, a mini game. Which you know the mini games. I, I've played a handful of them, and like, there's nothing. They're they're not like mind-bogglingly awesome or anything, but they're they're fun. Like one, for instance, is you're going up a tower, and you're it's like a spiral case up the tower, and like you're all running in a line, and like obstacles will come, and you got to jump over it. But if you get hit, you get knocked to the back of the line, and then whoever yeah, is okay. at the front. You know, like, little games like that, and they have, you know, the... I love them, yeah. The memory games where it's like, all right, remember this, and then they'll ask you questions about it. You know, your standard fare of uh, Mario Party games. But what I would like for, like, if there was more mini games sprinkled throughout Toad Scramble, I think would be more fun. Um, it just seems like during Toad Scramble at least and like I said there are other modes that I haven't really gotten into like I know you could just go into like a mini game mode and play mini games and they have like something called Coinathon, um Balloon Rush so or Balloon Bash so maybe that's a bunch of mini games you know mixed in Challenge yeah, Tower so I mean, I, I, are you just saying like more you need to play more games during the the Toad Scramble like, yeah I or, would or, I would you're like not saying that, that you need more different games no, 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 no. I just would yeah. like more mini games in general because they they there's always the boss battle which I have to play more mini games. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz like they're for me the boss battles are enjoyable. Like I think they're actually really clever how you're all working to get this and just, you know, so it's like you're not fighting against each other per se, but like which there are bosses one uh, where you got to hit him with the hammer where you could hit the other person with the hammer yeah. and just sort of slow him down. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
They, they, they have had this before um, on Mario Party 9 and on 10 for Wii U. Um, yeah, they have that too. And it, it is clever and it is fun. And the the Bowser... Have you played Mario Party 10? No, no, I haven't. Oh, we are going to play that at PAX, definitely. But um, it uh, it's really clever because um, the Bowser game... Like it's the same thing, but imagine if the boss was the player with the gamepad. Okay, that's and, pretty cool. And yeah, and you know, you do all these crazy different things with the gamepad. Um, yeah, I mean that's really it is it is really cool. I really do like the boss. I think that's a great because then like what it ends up being is you try to score like points. Probably is mm-hmm. that how it is? Like you try to, you know, like where there'll be there'll be a bomb like bombs you can throw at the boss. And uh, you're trying to whoever person that, that hits him the most wins, and some bombs do one damage, and but some, some do, of them three. do three. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep, and they're yep. golden. So yeah, exactly. It's it it's really fun. So it's like you know, should I wait for the three or just you know, it does add a little fun action. There there is actually a boss like that where <clears throat> there there's like a bunch of cannons and then all of a sudden bombs would drop out of the sky and then it's a mad scramble to grab the bomb and throw it into the cannon and like you said yeah then all of a sudden there's like a big bomb that drops that's worth three and when there's just four of you it's manageable but if that comes later in the game where everyone has a couple helpers now all of a sudden there's there's what 15 characters running around and now it's hard to get the bombs you know what I mean it's interesting yeah so so your your helpers play with with you the mini games yeah in those mini games they I guess I missed that yeah they they go on their own and they do whatever they do they play the game and they just counts benefits towards yours which that is so cool which is funny because there's actually a game where that I felt like negative negatively helped me or negatively affected my team where it was like sure, yeah. you wanted to grab something that moved you in one direction and when it's just me I know what like it's a memory game you know what I mean so it's like I, I, I can do pretty well like I know which one to grab but when your sure. teammates grab the other ones that go the other way you're like ah oh, come on man like right 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 so it, it, it's pretty cool and like I come said come on you AI yeah you idiots <laughs> <laughs> but um no I, I like I said the, the Toad Scramble is really cool I just wish they had sprinkled in some more regular mini games into that gameplay but like I said maybe the other modes uh, feature more mini games, you know, sprinkled yeah. throughout. But I- I'm definitely gonna give uh, give this game some more time and really get into some of the other modes and see what they're all about. And yeah. like I said, when it comes to packs, I think it'll be a lot of fun to play like four player. Even if we play just a, you could play a Toad Scramble in like 20 minutes. So if you if you pick one of the moderate ones, that's like the perfect time, right? Yeah. So I, I, it it should be fun to play at packs. I'm looking forward to it, but. Yeah, I mean, so far I, I like Toad Scramble. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually yeah I'm gonna probably get it now after listening to you. It sounds like fun. So yeah, now I've heard uh, you've also been playing a Mario game of sorts, and it sort of goes along the lines of your old Splatoon play too. Yes, you're playing the the oldies this week. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? I've been playing. Super Mario 3D Land. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Now both of these games that I've been, that I talk about were on my top five lists. Is um, this a ten for, as well? 
Definitely. It is, actually. <laughs> this is actually another 10. I know I didn't say I gave a lot of them, but this is definitely a 10. So um, this is the perfect week for you, is what you're telling me. It, it, it really <laughs> is. It really is. I know. And I, I was prepared to talk about it last week with Jules, I mean, with, you know, on the same episode. And so I was pretty excited about that week because I was like, oh, man, we got, like, my favorite games and get a sweet interview. And it was, you know, but, you know, then we... That was a long episode last week. It was a lot of fun, so... Yeah, that, no, um, that was a blast to have Jules on here. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so Super Mario 3D Land. I am revisiting this game for the... I, I'm realistically, like, the seventh time, probably. <laughs> I mean, seventh like, seriously, times like, a charm, I, they say. I might exaggerate and say, like, 12th or 13th, but I honestly, I think it's probably the seventh time. Um, I have the cartridge of this game obviously when it came out and i like five shiny starred all three files and actually the first time i didn't shiny it and like once you don't do that you know you can't but then i did it again and i went over it a couple times and then i got this as a download i think oh a club nintendo download well, i was gonna say as much as you played i'm surprised that you didn't in invest in the download to just have it at all times but well, I, mean, I guess I you uh, exactly. yeah, I, say, I guess you you uh, you did that <laughs> yeah and um uh yeah and i exactly i was like this is such a fun game i can play it anytime and once in a while i'll just play a level and it'll just bring me joy but i was like i want to i want to really get through and, and beat it again and uh so some things that really stood out to me and something that I want to talk about is just um, the, the power-ups in this game are so awesome. It, they're so simple. And that's the thing about this game. So simple, right? Like you have coming from Super Mario Galaxy 2 where you have like the cloud, you know, the cloud power-up, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves the cloud power-up. But, you know, kind of complex and, you know, different. And, and anyway, you just have the, the Tanuki and the boomerang suit. Um, and it, you know they just they're perfect because the Tanuki has that uh, gliding you know you can glide and, and really land on things I mean what a huge difference when you have it and then the boomerang suit is just a lot of fun because it's like I had this huge weapon that I'm sending out and you can like send it out and kill something in front of you and then jump over it and kill something that's coming from behind and you know really a lot of fun and uh, yeah, so uh, also the the 3D in this game is so amazing. And I remember and the the lead up to this game coming out, like hearing like interviews from Miyamoto saying like we've done it, we have solved the 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 3D platforming problem, you know, <laughs> where you can't tell where to land and. And honestly, I mean, he had something going. Like, I, there's a huge difference, and it's one thing why I like 3D Land more. It's probably the biggest difference, actually, why I like 3D Land more than 3D World was because the 3D. I mean, it really does make a huge like when you can when you can measure depth, and you know, like when you see depth, that that completely changes everything. I mean, that really is the, the a huge difference in in platforming. So, um, yeah, amazing 3D, and there's even parts. Like, there's even parts where puzzles, where, like, if you go into, like, a little puzzle room and 
you'll need to have the 3D on because you can't see where to go. Like it, like the, it'll only be in 3D, like how you can see the level. It's really clever. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but um, there's just parts where you know if you had it on 2D and you're like, now how do I get to this coin? You know, and you can't get to it. And once you turn the 3D on, you see, oh, that's not there. <laughs> you know that 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 platform is like in front of that. So really cool. Um, and then another thing about the game is the world map, uh, the level select design. I mean, it, it's it's not like Galaxy. In fact, it's like the opposite of Galaxy. It's more like Galaxy 2. Yeah, well, they kind, just kind took, got rid of like the hub world, right? It's more just yeah. straightforward. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's awesome. You know, it has like little – has little – diorama things of like a summary of the level you know like mm -hmm. little things to pick from so you know what the level is and um simple and i loved what this game was going for and i of course i was all the games that i really love before they come out i was you know i'm very uh what's the word i'm very careful about them like i don't have a fully developed opinion i'm 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 not all in on them you know the hype isn't there i mean it was um well you don't do much research as far as like what well, the game is right is what you mean no i mean like i'm honestly worried about i might not like it is what i mean like, okay so you like, know, yeah. like these yeah so um you know like the concept like I, everyone wanted a huge 3d mario game on the 3ds right i mean like when they when they showed it it's made by the galaxy people you know you're really excited then you find out that oh it's like a more scaled down version of that you know, not kind of behind the back 3D, you know, kind of fixed camera, but it is a 3D game, you know. And, and, and when hearing that, I was just kind of worried, right? Because it's like, well, I don't want something different, you know? Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't like different. I like, yeah, I want <laughs> I like more of the, the same. same thing. Yeah, exactly. You I know? like what but, I like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's how it was with Splatoon. And like, I don't want, I don't want a new, like, what are you doing? Make Metroid Prime 4. What are you doing, you know? <laughs> But then it's like, oh, this is like the best game ever. And uh, with, with 3D, uh, you know, 3D Land, it, it was the same thing. Um, the shorter levels, you know, it's 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 like a 3D game that... Uh, it's bite-sized. Yeah, it's and it's exactly what you need for a handheld. And remember, this came out at a time that was very, very crucial for... Uh, for, for the 3DS. I mean, this was that first year. Remember that horrible first year? I, do you remember that? Yeah, with the yeah, it came out super expensive and yeah, the games bucks. weren't all... Did you buy it at 250 Oh, dude. I, I have never been more excited for a release than the <laughs> 3DS. Yeah, I was all in. I got that. I got Steel Diver and I got Pilot Wings. I remember... It was amazing. Um, I remember I just... It came out in what? It came out in March, right? Uh no, it came out in November, I believe. Right. Well, oh oh oh, the three DS. No, yeah, the three DS. Yeah, March or April. Yeah, because I remember I had just gotten out of college and I'd paid off my credit card and I was like feeling good, and then I was like, hmm, I feel like playing Zelda, and then I went and I bought a three DS. <laughs> Perfect. I was like, yeah. better rack that credit back up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and. uh yeah, uh, that bite-sized levels are just perfect for the concept. And another thing, the uh, 
Mario and Luigi physics. Uh, you unlock Luigi in the game to play, and in the Spoilers. Galaxy games. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in the Galaxy games, uh, way different uh, feeling, uh, but you know, Luigi's a lot more uh, floaty, and he doesn't have a good grip on the ground. Um, do you like to play as Luigi or Mario? Um, to be honest with you, I've played through the game once, and so I beat it with Mario. Um, well, I mean, I mean, like in general, like, you know, like in any Mario game. Um, I feel like normally I'd probably just play Mario. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with me. I know a lot of people swear by Luigi, because especially, actually, there is one game, the Super Mario Bros. 3, for uh, the, advan- the Advance remake that I downloaded on the Wii U. Um, you play with is, the Weege? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, because he has a higher jump and you can really get feel. So 2D is a little different, but I love how they kind of transfer it over to 3D where he has that. But in the 3D land, they're very similar. They're very, like, almost you can barely tell a difference. And I, I think that was such a smart move. Such a smart move um, to do that. Uh, so... And it, because that way you don't have to relearn everything, and and it's just it's really fun because there's a little difference, you know. There's a little less grip and a little higher jump, but barely. So you don't feel so out of place when you're using when you switch and stuff. So yeah, not such a drastic change. Yeah. Uh, also, the flagpoles in this game. The return of the flagpole. I'm pretty sure. No, or was no that was or, that, that was, was the. The new Super Mario Bros. Right? Yeah, Brought but well, but that was that's a two D Mario game. The, right. So this, this is like was the first three D Mario that yeah. instead of the stars uh, went to the poles. Yeah, and the and the reason I wanted to bring it up is one thing is it is a lot different. Three uh, D, you know, jumping on a flagpole is a lot different in three D than two D. Uh, you know, like like y- you can miss easier and. Um, and the concept of how you end the level, I mean, I'm trying to think, instead of instead of getting a star, um, you know, like, it, it's you're jumping on the flag and you get a one-up, and it's just, I don't know, like, I just really like how the flagpole works and how there's this little mini challenge at the end of every level to get to the top of it. Um, so it's really cool, and also in 3D World, they do something really fun. With probably one of the most memorable things about 3D World was a level in there with the flagpole. I don't know if you remember that. Um, uh, not offhand. I I don't really want to spoil it actually, but uh, it's really good. Uh, so yeah, just the flagpole in general is cool. Um, but kind of one of the coolest hidden features of the game is the street pass. This is like one of the coolest street pass games and practical useful fun um this i don't know if everyone knows but i was gonna say for those who don't remember uh me being one of them yeah (laughs) um all your times are saved from all the levels and when you street pass people it gives them all their all your times for each level and like you'll beat a level let's say you street pass someone i street pass you and i'll beat a level and i'll at the end it'll say um 77 like 77 you beat it in 77 seconds 
and then it'll come up with yours and it'll say but he got it in 64 seconds and it's like oh and and yours is in like gold like no no he's the fastest and it's like i'm gonna play this level again (laughs) and i'm gonna beat his score but then you realize you can't beat my score and you give up (laughs) exactly but this is kind of like what we talked about with friend leaderboards friend leaderboards are one of the funnest things like underused and super fun ideas where you go no i can't let you be better than me and it's so easy i'm gonna do it right now and beat you and that's why i think it would be so i mean an online leaderboard for this would be so great i mean with all your friends and if you have this group together that you can all see your times and oh darn it dan he he beat us all let's get him you know and then you know going for it and it really just adds adds longevity to the to the to the game so yeah it sort of reminds me of like trophies and achievements on xbox and playstation i'm sort of hoping with the switch that they introduce some sort of achievement system like that just because that i feel yeah. like Especially when it would, everyone would be starting at the same time, and like you can have that friendly little competition where it's like, oh, like I see you've been playing Breath of the Wild, but like you know I've got every single trophy, you know, like, and then you could yeah easily check what other people you know their progress yeah. is kind of thing, and I'm sort of you know it wouldn't be a world ender for me if they don't have it, you know, and honestly I'm not expecting it, but I would be pleasantly surprised in a pretty excited to have something like that as like an over you know overwhelming just like every game has an achievement system type thing you know built into it yeah i i think that if there were i think they're probably going to implement a system-wide stamp system with meverse which i would be cool with too like if every game had every game had them type thing you know yeah I, i the thing is is i i actually also really like it how they do it too because i mean that sounds good and all but then when you think about it then it just becomes down to like this like prideful who's this and who's that and it kind of just brings an also like ugly like elitist (laughs) yeah and i know like it's funny to say elitist of mario 3d land but it's just like some i I'd, i'd be skeptical of something of what it could turn into so I kind of like it kind of kept a little unofficial, a little simpler. It kind of keeps everything more toned down. You know what I mean? But yeah, like I I, I would love to have a, a a more refined system, I should say, I guess, of of knowing, but not something that would just you know, like I'm going to play this just to beat, you know, just to get the achievement of it, you know. So Yeah, I know there are people I, I don't uh, know. people out there like who get super into achievements that are like Oh, you could buy this horrible game, just terrible game, but like it only takes an hour to get all of the trophies, you know. Right, so like people I, are like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, and I am not against that at all because I think you can find like that. Honestly, like that gives any stupid game a fun thing to do. Yeah, you know, like it's kind of like it's actually just like NES Remix. Um. You know, these these games end up being way funner or more fun than the actual game. You know, like pinball. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to play pinball or or what's another <laughs> one? What's, what's one that's like oh balloon? Uh, not balloon fight. Uh, or like Tetris. Ice, climb, like... I, I, ice climbers. Ice climbers. Yeah. That game with the worst physics ever. Fun concept. Cool concept. Fun game, but 
where's physics? But then you put these little challenges in there, right? And now this is a super fun game because it's it's building off how hard it is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what achievements do as well. And I'm not against that or anything, but it's just when it becomes this culture of like, you know, like I would, I'd be scared of that, of, of now suddenly I don't feel, you know, I feel like I'm not good, you know, at something because someone, all these other people... Yeah, I don't have know. It's weird. Or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just, it's not a big deal or anything. But yeah, achievements, some sort of that would be cool. But just not overload. But um, back to the Street Pass function on 3D Land. The other thing you can do is unlock these little houses. That and basically, the further you are and the better you are in the game. Like if I passed you, um, and I had like I hadn't beaten the game, then you're not going to get a very good thing from me. Like you might get like like a mushroom and like a fire flower yeah uh but other than that you know but then like i street passed my friend and he beat the you know shiny five star of the game he gives me this world full of one up my like 10 one up mushrooms and like five coins and it's amazing and it's a glowing gold room so fun there and also useful because like when you want to get a power up uh, you can go to those shops and grab them from your street pass. And the last thing I want to say before we wrap up on this game is the uh, is the uh, the item the the power up the power ups how you can change you can basically carry two power ups with you and change when you want, which is really cool. Yeah, it's know? nice to be able to have that on the fly for any given yeah. situation you might find yourself in. Yeah, exactly, and. It, yeah, I mean it's not it's not like you just press a button and turn into it. Like a lot of times, I've been like on a moving platform and you hit the button and you boop and it just goes, <laughs> and, it, and you you know you lose it. Like, Dang it! Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so you lose it, but you know that's part of the thing. That's the little that's a little challenge, right? You got to make sure you know when to use them. Otherwise, it'd be kind of overpowered, you know, where you yeah. just pick so <laughs> that's, that's a really fun thing and i think you can do that in the in the 3ds in the 2d ones the new super mario bros games too. yep yeah it drops yep. from the top of the screen down yep yep and it's kind of the same thing right the little challenge there where you have to get it you know and if it's a scrolling level yeah it might you be a little tricky. Very, pretty easy yeah now the only thing i wanted to say is i cannot believe that they didn't make a sequel for this game on 3ds i Unbelievable, and I mean, I know people have said. I remember there was a rumor when World came out, 3D World, that that was a th- planned for 3DS, but moved to Wii U. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not. It makes a lot of sense, but and, and it might make I, sense if the next Mar- 3D Mario is as rumored closer to being done than we had anticipated. Yeah. So yep. maybe you know what I mean. Maybe that got pushed back, and that got slid, and then 3D World got slid over. Yeah, because it's crazy I mean, to look at uh, when 3D Land came out. I'm looking 2011. It's five years ago, just about. Uh, literally, what's t- five years ago uh, from two days? So just over five years. Pretty crazy. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, five year anniversary. I didn't even. <laughs> you when this podcast come out? It literally five years ago. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Crazy. <laughs> Wow, so that's why I actually uh, <clears throat> you timed this. That's perfectly. why I uh, yeah, <laughs> that's funny, um, yeah, exactly. And I, not to take anything away from 3D World, literally like my favorite, like one of, like 
I love 3D World, the Mario game, mm-hmm. and it's an amazing, and it doesn't look like a game that was ported from 3DS or anything, but I mean, I could understand the concept, how that, you know, multiplayer, and I was sure, I was so sure, because you look at Galaxy, you look at Galaxy 2, what does it do? It adds Yoshi, and you look at New Super Mario Bros., and you look at New Super Mario Bros. Wii, and what does it do? adds Yoshi. And then you look at Super Mario 3D Land and look at 3D World, and what does it do? No Yoshi. So I think that'll be the next thing in that series because I, I, I think they're going to continue this. And I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, if, if there was another one of these on a dedicated handheld system. Yeah, I mean, if saying. there is a successor to the 3DS, I could see that being a, an early on title. Yeah. Yep, and Yoshi would be so much fun, and I'm just I, I, you know, we still haven't even experienced that, right? It's kind of weird to think about like in that setting in the yeah experience riding a Yoshi, and I think it'd be so much fun. So yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fun idea. So, but man, that's I know that's a lot of talk about 3D Land, but I've had literally five years to to develop all this talk. So it's five <laughs> years have have has led up to this. It's boiled. It's it's finally boiled over. <laughs> yes. Now I've gotten to talk about it, but another game that I'm happy to talk about with you. Well, it's sort of going along the theme here. We're trying to hit as many Mario games in different genres as possible. And this yes. one, uh, we're now we're talking about Paper Mario Color Splash. And uh, we've talked a little bit about this on a previous episode. Um, I think pretty much that was like the week after it came out so we both put in just like a you know very minimal time um i can now say that uh it's done it's over with i finished it it uh took me about just shy of 30 hours so it's a pretty beefy game um definitely and it is one of my i'd put it in my top five wii u games really i i, I adore color splash man i, I had so oh, much fun me too i I love that game. Everything um, is ha- have so Have you beaten fun. it yet? No, I, I have not. And actually, kind of like what I was saying, I am savoring it. And I'm playing the whole game. You're on the slow through. run. I- I'm playing the whole thing through with my wife. You know, she's there with me, sometimes taking the controller and we switch off. And, and it's so great. But yeah, you it's, keep it's talking. A good, yeah, it's a good... It's yeah, it's just so much fun. Um, you know, it has the great paper mario um gameplay with the action buttons you know when you do your jumps you know you can time it perfectly and then i mean they give you a window so it doesn't have to be perfect but you you hit in the window and you jump again and you can get up to five jumps you know you can get your excellent hammer hit where it ripples through and it hits other enemies and um with this it's sort of now i've talked also about how i haven't really put too much time you know maybe about an hour or so into uh sticker star which i know is you know pretty much loathed by most um uh not loathed i would not uh, say it's loathed by most i would just say it's i don't know man disappointment i think a lot of people hate that game hate it i i think a lot of people Mm. really hate that game because i think that's overblown because i think you got to remember that is i mean i guess it's not the first game after thousand year door but like it's the i I think it's the game that solidified that Paper Mario is never going to be the Paper Mario everyone wants it to be. You know, like everyone... Uh, I, everyone's... Think, I think Color Splash was probably what solidified it, 
Right. Well, I think, what's it, Super Paper Mario for the Wii sort of branched away from it, and then Sticker Star was like the, yep, we're going to keep going further away for it. I, I guess, yeah, the, the color splash was the, the stamp of approval saying it's never going back. But color splash from, you know, again, I haven't played Sticker Star, but from what I've read, it seems that color splash sort of is what maybe Nintendo had hoped Sticker Star might have been in the sense of the, the gameplay. Um, right. As we talked before, you know, you go on your gamepad and you have, uh, you know, your cards and you get an abundance of cards, tons of cards. And, you know, you use them at your disposal. There's no saving up, you know, I want to save this for later, you know, with some items and other RPGs where then you end up never using them. Um, I've never really felt at any point that I was like, oh, I should not use this card because I might need it later. Because you really? can pretty much buy those cards whenever you need. Um, the thing cards, right, you right. can go and you can buy buy them. You know, they're, they're a hefty price, but really coins are uh, never really, you know, scarce. You know, you, I had a pretty large stock for most of the game. And even... the. For instance, there was one time when I lost all my cards and I had to restock up, and I was pretty low. But then you can just do the rock paper scissor game, and you can make a lot of a lot of coins really quickly. But pretty much this game is the broken into. You have to restore all the the big paint stars. So each level you go to, you get like a you go through it, and you get a paint star, and that unlocks another level. And, you know, they're like... A mini paint star. Yeah, a mini paint star unlocks another level, and then you work your way through a couple levels, and you go back to the levels. Um, there are times when... Yeah, it's like each, an adventure game. Yeah, each level has, you know, some only have one mini paint star, but then some have two or three and, like, some hidden ones. So you're going to be backtracking and visiting areas multiple times throughout the adventure. And eventually, so pretty much, you'll work your way through, and then you'll get up to a, a, a big paint star... And that's usually there's a, a boss involved. And now, the one thing that th this game, while I say it is in my top five Wii U games as a personal favorite, it does have its flaws. I, I know there are some things that are a little weird that were a little annoying to me. And then I know that also the gameplay could be a little slow for some people's likings. And it sort of has that you, there's no experience points. So then you might say, well, then why bother even fighting anyone? For me, what was really rewarding was after you kill enemies, uh, you know, the battle's over and they'll drop some coins, they'll drop some paint to refill, and then they drop these paint hammers that as, yep. you, collect the, That's... Yep, as you collect the paint hammers, it, they fill up a gauge, and then when you hit that full gauge, boom, your paint supply now expands. And for me, I mean... It's essentially like experience, you know. Uh, for me, I found it very satisfying. Like, that was enough to keep me battling more and more, even when, like, I didn't yeah. necessarily need to. Yeah, and, and you know what, though? And I don't know, I've been thinking about this, too. It does make it so, you know, you can, you don't feel bad also. It's kind of works opposite, too, where it's fun to play them. It's fun to, to engage battles and 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 play that little action game but also you know in like games where you know in an rpg where i don't want to grind yeah <laughs> like i i don't you know i don't want to just fight every enemy right so and it's like okay well if you do want to fight every enemy you will be rewarded and it does actually help but you know 
now hey you don't have try to avoid the enemies and it's kind of hard sometimes but then you have your own little challenge right there and and when you think of an outside the box of an rpg where i, I still think that this is definitely an rpg it's it's a art and it's like a it's a, an adventure rpg very toned down rpg elements but i still think it's an rpg i mean it's turn-based fighting and you know you have upgrades and yeah, you know no, what i mean it's, sure. it's kind of it, it's like you RPG know i don't know why light. they ever yeah it really is i mean d- definitely and um uh i guess the little upgrades of of the little hammers of paint is, is that little reward like you said and um yeah just i i just want to bring up the concept of like well you know you don't have to battle and you know, and there are little challenges like, for instance, uh, did you get to the museum? Yep. Uh, well, of course, of course, you probably did. But did you? Uh, I mean, you know, you you can. There's like little kind of like Animal Crossing, uh, where like the Animal Crossing museum, where you can give all your cards in there, uh, and you get a lot of uh, enemy cards that are like if you beat them, I think it sometimes it unlocks an enemy card that you can use in a battle and it brings them in and and you can play as them and anyway you can also like the only way to get those is to fight the enemies Mm -hmm. usually so you know there's a bunch of little different things that and and a lot of times the enemies are in the way and you have to fight them so it it really um yeah it's not a problem like sticker star whereas when i played sticker star i played half the way through the game and i went why the heck am i fighting these enemies and it just i don't know and it was already kind of already confusing with how they did stuff um, but yeah, anyway, continue on. Yeah, no, like you said, it, it has a nice balance of being able to attack people or not, depending on how you're feeling. And, you know, there was times where, you know, I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to I'm gonna kill all these guys, whatever. I'm having a good time. I'm getting all, I'm getting exactly. all these paintings. Yeah. And then there's just times when you're like, all right, I want to get this paint star so I can get moving on to the next level, you know. And then you can avoid a bunch of enemies too. And like you said, sometimes it's tricky where you're running around and all of a sudden they're they're pretty quick you know where they they jump in their shell and they sh- fire at you real quick or I've, I've noticed the the fish that jump out of the water and fly around that they, they're pretty hard to dodge <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i love that that beach level that's such a such a great one but i i felt like i mean this as people if you've looked at anything color splash related the first thing that everyone always says is that the dialogue is amazing um the localization was top-notch, and, I mean, for instance, I'm playing Dragon Quest right now. Hopefully, I should be wrapping it up within the next couple days, thank God, um, where there are so many NPCs that I just blow by that I'm like, ah, I don't, you know, like, I'm sure they got something, a little something to say that might be interesting or, you know, a little quip, but... But it's probably but not. It's, yeah, not most of the time. Talk. It's like, I, I just want to get a move on. But with Color Splash, I literally, I talked to every single person that I could just because it was so and funny. Do you know why you do? Yeah. It's because every single character has something hilarious to say. Yep. And different. And, and it's wonderful. It is, yep, I, I told you this before, it. And I can safely say this because I don't laugh at a lot of video games. I mean, there's a little chuckles here and there, right? Because something's mm-hmm. funny. But this is hands down the funniest game I've ever played. It it's really just, is. I, I can't think of any other game. It's hilarious. The, the delivery and the writing is just 
perfect and beautiful. Yeah, so. and it's just, you'll find a toad that's off the beaten path that, uh, you know, there's no good real reason for you to ever see him, you know, and you'll talk to him, and even he has, like, his own unique personality that's just, you're like, they, they really didn't leave, you know, they didn't leave any stone unturned. They really went the the full nine with this localization. Yes, yes. Um, and another thing... Well, like, for instance, uh, <laughs> I sent you a picture of this. Uh, there's a part where there's this celebrity toad who is on the this beach. And, you know, he's uh, he, he owns this club or something. And and you're trying to get into this club. And he's like, it's sorry, it's all booked up. And uh, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. And he, and he, and he says... Like, what, if I let you in, like, well, what next? Table for Luigi, party of four? <laughs> Not in this lifetime, baby. <laughs> Cafe, like, Cafe mustard, yeah. man. <laughs> Cafe mustard, exactly, <laughs> which is the best name for a cafe. Cafe uh, mustard. In the middle of the desert. <laughs> but I just I just love the, the, his his worst, like his, like his example of something ridiculous is to have luigi have come and have a party of four like he's gonna give a table to yeah, luigi that that it's, it's just hilarious you know um but i don't know did you have anything more to say about the writing no not really aside from that it was just you know i, I would love to give them all a handshake they deserve it yeah definitely um fantastic the the other one thing i just want to talk about was the platforming of the game, of the real world in-game platforming. I mean, it it has these actual 3D challenges, and it's they're hard because first of all, Paper Mario's jump is super small. Yeah, he doesn't have a big jump uh, in this game. Not a big jump, which you, you I mean, as you play the game, it makes sense just because if you had a big jump, then you couldn't really make you couldn't really make good levels. Mm-hmm. You know, small concise levels, right? It makes sense. It doesn't bother me. But also that he's a 2D, you know, he's a flat image, so it's like, where is his ground? Where is he standing? But, like, you know, there, there are literally obstacles that will hurt you in the real world uh, a lot. Like, the spikes and stuff. You know, like, yeah. Like, um, there's a part where you're rolling around on, on cardboard, and if you fall off onto the cardboard spikes, it takes off, like, 12 damage. And if you have, like... Yeah, I mean, it does. It does big hard, damage, and you're on. Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh my goodness, I actually do need to heal myself because I, <laughs> you know, in the real world. So, it's you know, it it is the, it it all ties together with the jumping on the enemies too, right? And like the hitting them with the hammer to initiate battles. I mean, it's all kind of that platforming that that sense is you learn you learn how to get better at it, but it is kind of challenging. I know it's kind of a part you don't really expect, but yeah. Um, and the other thing, I mean, yeah, we have a nice, really, a nice element though. Another thing we haven't talked about too much is the aesthetic of this oh, game. Oh God, it, it's one of the most I mean, beautiful games I've ever seen. I mean, there are parts where it's just amazing. Uh, the part like I was just talking about, like first of all, the amount of satis- satisfaction that you get, like. First of all, from filling in the the paint, right? Yep. Um, 
is so fun for for people who it don't so for good. people who don't know there are spots through, littered throughout the maps that are uh, have been sucked of their color so generally like you'll be walking around and on the floor there'll just be like a like a circle you know an a, an odd shape circle then you walk over there and you got to smack it with your paint hammer and fill it up with paint and yeah. then it comes back to life and and sometimes that's that's a puzzle like you see it over there and you're like now how do I get over there you know I have to get over there and and, and paint it but um, you know, and then not only that, but like the way that like the cardboard bends, like there's a part where the whole ground comes up. The, some enemies <laughs> unhook the ground and and roll it up, and you have to go and 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 smack it with your hammer and put it back down flat. You know, and it's just there's something so satisfying about the rolling of the paper and the cardboard and seeing the edges of the cardboard everywhere and then the sound i mean it's kind of like when you play yoshi's woolly world and just how it feels like you're walking on yarn like it feels like you're made of mm-hmm. yarn and the way like the sounds and everything it's just just wonderful and then so. they even have uh, like literally everything in the world outside of the thing cards are all made out of paper and or cardboard and even the yeah. clouds like hanging in the sky like they have little strings attached to them because they're cardboard they can't fly on their own you know like the attention to detail is just really was you know uh, very you know they, they yeah. didn't not they didn't do pass up anything you know they, they went all the no. way with it oh yeah I mean it's just such a wonderfully produced game in almost every aspect and um yeah I, did you talk about the thing cards? Yeah, I touched a little bit on how they could be frustrating at times, but so for like for you'll find throughout the game these things that don't fit right. You know what I mean? Like you'll find a fan that looks like a not a, a paper fan, but a real fan, and then you could squeeze it, and yet you drain all the paint out of it, and then you get a card. So these cards come in handy usually. For, like usually, each boss has a gimmick or a puzzle that you need to figure out and use a certain thing card to, you know, uh, counteract something that otherwise you won't be able to beat the boss with. And I think those are pretty, uh, uh, nifty. I, I, I like, I think that those actually work pretty well in the boss They do fights. a pretty good job for the most part of giving you pretty big hints on what they are, but there was a one later on. I, I don't want to blow it because it, I mean it's calm. It's hilarious. It, it's so funny what you need to do, but yeah, it's yeah. just a yeah. little frustrating because there's like you need to use a cert, like certain thing cards in a certain uh, order, which that wasn't too hard to decipher. But it was you have to do like a certain amount of damage in between, and it like. That was what really like that was the 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 most I was frustrated with the game was that at that point like I had to look online and find out exactly what I had to do because I couldn't get it to to work mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where like oh I failed now I need to go back and like it's not like I had to kill anyone but it was just a lot of running to get back to where I had to be and go through a couple dialogue boxes that it was like I had to do it like three times three or four times and I was just like like oh man this is so frustrating you know yep so casey what you're saying is that was the biggest deal or one of the big things with sticker star the exact same thing i mean they really had the same system in that game where 
you have these main things and you convert them, you take them to this guy and he converts it to paper and then you, right, to stickers and then you can use those in battles. I mean, very, very similar. And um, yeah, like it was just, there were points where it's like, oh, this thing is sleeping. I need to wake it up. And it's like, okay, well, I have a jackhammer sticker. I have a trumpet sticker. You know, I have a, 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 a TNT, like, but any of these things would wake a person only up. one of them yeah and only exactly but only one of them works right so very it's just that kind of adventure game thing where it's just a lot of like okay try this okay try this okay try this okay go back because you failed and it's just like this just isn't fair like give me a hint <laughs> any of these should work yeah yeah so definitely but um yeah i'm excited to i'm excited to play th- through the rest of this game i think i'm like I'm almost like halfway, I, I, I guess. Um, so I I've been really enjoying it, but well, it's it's the yeah. the swan song for the Wii U, so enjoy it while you can. Definitely. <laughs> well, I, I that's the thing is I have a lot of time because <laughs> we have till March, right? So yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was great. That was a lot of Mario and also Splatoon, but a little Splatoon, Splatoon s- s- splattered yeah. in there, if you will. Yeah, lot lots of Nintendo and Mario, but we love them here. So, um, yeah. So let's take a break right now, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about some more news. Mario. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about more Mario? That's right. But you'll see that when we come back. And before we get into the news, we just wanted to let everyone know that um, we really appreciate NintendoWorldReport.com. They're they're being friendly enough to host our podcast and let us uh, spread the word via there. So we just want to let to uh, know that you guys should totally check them out. They have tons of great content, uh, previews, reviews, the videos, po- podcasts. Tons, yeah, tons of other podcasts. Of um, good podcasts. Yeah, tons of really good ones and. Um, you know, they, they even just have Don Koopman's Pokemon review up was posted, uh, I believe it was posted today of the day of the recording. And uh, yep. that actually reminds me, I think we have a couple more tweets to read out about the uh, contest, right? Yeah, why not? Uh, Ryan Chandler, uh, he tweeted his favorite Pokemon dust. He said, Mega Houndoom. Or it's Houndum. Maybe he typo. I thought it was Houndoom, but maybe it's just Houndum. Uh, he says... Because he's the most metal Pokemon. <laughs> Which I love that. I hope, he's, I hope he's a steel type. <laughs> yeah. And I then we know. also have... have no uh, <laughs> we also have... Uh, I might uh, butcher this, but... Fantagi Fan? Is that how we do it? Fantagi Fan? Fantagi. Fantagi Fan? He sure. says Piplup because penguins with a little hearty emoticon <laughs> and you know what I, I have to agree with them uh penguins are amazing they really are i mean you ever seen an emperor penguin yeah they're pretty they're, badass yeah they're they're so cute and they walk and yeah good stuff but yeah um so we're gonna get right into the news now and i think i think there's another mario game we have to talk about right yeah i can't believe it but i i'm pretty excited about this one uh Super Mario Run. 
they released some information, a pretty good amount today, actually, the day of recording. Um, yeah, it's out December 15th, which is exactly a month from Wait. the day of recording. Yep, I was just going to say that. it's $9.99. Now, so, let me ask you before we get into the game modes that they have, how do you feel about a $9.99 price tag? Because for... You know, for an iPhone, iPad app, that's pretty expensive, I'd, especially on the games when there's so many free-to-play. And, I, and I'm not saying that they're, they're good quality, but it seems that the lower the entry level for these games, it seems to be the better. And, you know, sometimes a high price tag drives people away. Um, I think that it's a smart decision. Uh, I think that this is what Nintendo, this is something that Nintendo could do. They have a franchise that could bring back uh, a good ecosystem for the App Store, and it has become so toxic with with how people view games. Like how if it's not free, with disgusting ads in it, that you pay for a dollar and then you buy parts of the game for three dollars, or you know, if it's not like that, then I don't want to buy it, but I think with a property like Nintendo, you know, I think everyone's excited. They love Mario. It's it's a good enough title to to add a ten dollar price point to bring value back to it. I mean, it's I think it looks like a ten dollar. It looks like an awesome game. Yeah, you know? I, I so. agree. I mean, I would normally, I mean, I can count on my hand how many apps I've actually spent money on. Yeah, and... me too. I think I've bought one game that cost money. Uh, it was when I first got my iPhone in like, geez, when I got my first iPhone in I think 2009, maybe, no, 2008, mm-hmm. and wow. I, I bought SimCity because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, SimCity on the go, and it sucked, you know what I mean? Like, like I mean, it was cool, I guess, but it, it, you know, it's an iPhone game, so it was like a, I think I spent like two bucks on it, but... For a game like, you know, Nintendo, a Mario game, I know the quality is going to be there for $10. And, you know, I guess we can get into the game modes if you want to touch on those. To, yeah. To really seems like it would be worth the, the $10. Yeah, there's uh, World Tour, uh, which is also the name of their golf game, right? <laughs> Very good golf game, by the way, too. Yeah, so... Uh, that has apparently has six worlds with 24 courses. So this looks like your main game uh, in this. Uh, and I, I just I'm so excited because they are they have a world. It's not this infinite runner. It's not a a um, what do you call it? Time a uh, high score game. Uh, no, it is a high, it is a high score game, but it's the um. Uh, it's designed. It's not procedurally generated. You gotcha, know? gotcha. And, and so, and and then seeing in the trailer they released, you see how well designed it is, and how perfect. And it's just yes, this is oozing Nintendo charm. And I just, I kind of wish it was on 3DS. Like I wish I had it on 3DS because <laughs> I just rather play it on there anyway. But because I just don't like playing on my phone. But I, I will definitely be getting this game. But um, yeah. What other modes are there? Then you got Toad Rally, which is which is more of the high score game with uh, online rankings and whatnot. And I see that it says we need uh, rally tickets to play. Do you know how you get those tickets? So, 
Um, I guess we should rephrase this. I think this game is free to play, but to unlock all the content, it's nine ninety nine, and I think that's it. So. Oh, okay. So you so wouldn't just, need just the rally tickets then if you purchased the full game. No, I think that rally tickets are there. They said it. It's like they're earned uh, by doing specific challenges and stuff. You know, it's it's like a form of currency in the game. I got you. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a buy. I guess it could be like pay 99 cents for a pack of five or something. But if you have it, I bet you, I don't know. I bet you that'll be in there. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, uh, sounds like fun. I, I really love the idea. I mean, it'll be fun playing against you, right? I mean, this is like an, a Mario game with online leaderboards. So yeah, it'll be fun we were to just see talking about those boards. I know, isn't that funny? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so Toad Rally. So we'll see how that is. I love how Mario Party had the Toad Scramble. Now we're doing the Toad Rally, right? <laughs> and then... Working our way down. <laughs> something very interesting. Uh, Kingdom Builder is the other mode. And uh, did you see the trailer for this? Um, I, I watched it at work, but sort of while I was doing something else, so... Okay, at the end, it's like, it, it kind of looks like um, um, a level, like a map of, like, the mm-hmm. world. It looks like, and and you can build, like, like I think you can get little assets and, and put them in the, in the world and just kind of organize this little thing, like a little trail and, like, a little pipe and house. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of fun. Like, Something right? a little I mean, cute like, to keep you busy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone loves to decorate little stuff, right, for, like, you know, Animal Crossing. Per, per, of... Make it your own, you know? Yeah, totally. So, I, I'm i actually really excited. I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I was thinking this game could be at the 15 range or the 20 range. It's really fun to see it's 10. Um, I, I mean, just because I'm a Nintendo gamer, like, a new Mario game coming out that's a brand new idea for 10 for bucks. For 10 bucks, yeah. I mean, you know, like, it is it is kind of radical not being on nintendo but i can see it and i can see that it it will have that quality and they did the smart thing and they made something for the platform and they didn't port something to the platform yeah they didn't bring super mario one with touch controls you know like oh yeah that would have been a nightmare that would have been a nightmare yes and i also i didn't get to bring us up last week with jewels but mutant muds on iOS is actually very good. Um, I would recommend getting the 3DS version better because physical controls are always better. But the the way that Mutant Muds is controlled is is there's not like an acceleration or anything, so mm-hmm. it actually works really well on on iPhone and iPad. So I actually I had texted uh, I had texted Casey um, when. I figured out on my new iPad that I could watch King of the Hill and play Mutant Muds at the same time. And it was pretty amazing. <laughs> anyway, I just want to throw that in there because I didn't get to last week. You but. didn't actually live until you you got those two in your hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I was, I was like, this changes everything. So Going through um, life like a zombie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Super Mario Run. How are you feeling about it? Um, out of ten, I mean one to ten, on my my on my excitement level for it or or yeah on your overall yeah overall excitement. I'm on like a I'd say like a, a six or seven, not because I'm not looking forward to it, 
but just because it's one of those like I know I'll enjoy it when it comes out but I'm not sitting here clamoring for it like you know Jones in to play it so it's one of those like I'm 100% you know on December 15th I will buy it and I will play it and I will probably really enjoy it but it's just sort of like for the time being like alright I can wait like like I'll be happy to play it when I do but I you know and I'm not dying to play it sure sure and that's that's exactly where I was gonna say. I was gonna say six or seven. Yeah, it should be um, good. You know what? I do have a an, an excitement for probably at a one to ten, probably at a twelve, and that's yeah. for the Nintendo and, Switch. Oh baby! So there are some there juicy some rumors. Leak. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, rumor. It's not really a rumor. It's just a uh, can Nintendo of Canada had posted on their website. I think they took it down. I think, but they had posted. Uh, sorry, not Ten of Canada. Toys R Us in Canada. Um, Damn giraffe. I posted that it was a uh, three hundred and twenty nine bucks for the Switch, and that's Canadian, so that's like two hundred dollars now. <laughs> but we're thinking. I mean, it's probably two fifty. It well, is two fifty. You know. I also saw that apparently. I mean, I'm almost positive I saw this. I'm not making it up. Uh, like a UK uh, retailer had it at 199 euros, which I did the conversion, and that's 250 US. So it might be multiple sources saying that. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. So I so, mean, at 250, <laughs> hot damn! Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I might buy two. <laughs> yeah. So. It, yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm gonna get two of them. And uh, the thing, I've always thought this, and I wonder if you've ever thought about this, but I just think it's kind of crazy how much value people put into a system. Like, you know, like if it was 300, people have completely different, have a completely different opinion mm-hmm. than if it was than if it was. 250 right and then the grand scheme what's that one game difference price wise exactly exactly like it's it's crazy and that's why um but but it's it's a real thing people the value of things i mean that comes down to everything and i i'm reminded of the ps3 and i think sony was thinking the same thing which i understand they're thinking why wouldn't people be willing to pay more you know at first because they're paying already 50 60 bucks a game you know why not just pay like why not pay for you know like 100 bucks more mm-hmm. than what you want to it's 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 literally two games and you get this it's like are you valuing the system more i just think it's a weird it's a weird thing that people do but the the counter argument to that would be if i only have x amount of money to spend that extra game goes a long way, you know. If I can only buy the the system, like at three hundred bucks, let's say I I got four hundred dollars I can spend, three hundred plus one game and tax, you're probably going to be pushing that threshold of four hundred dollars. And you go, okay, I got my new system, I got one game, and then eventually that game, you know, depending on what type of game it is, you know, maybe it's ten hours. You know, if it's like a Splatoon, obviously you'll get more play out of it. But now it's drop it to two fifty. Now you can get two games. You know, and you're starting to feel a little bit better about it. So I can see that argument, and you know, but oh no, 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 definitely, yeah. But I think at yeah. two fifty, I think the switch becomes a huge success. 
because the 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 already high levels of in- uh, anticipation for the system, even from people outside of the Nintendo, you know, realm of Nintendo fans, you know what I mean? Like everyone that I've like come into contact with that isn't human uh, huge into gaming has expressed interest like wow it looks really cool so i think if the price is 250 you could get people who either a aren't huge into gaming at all could take the dip in or the people that already have an xbox or a ps4 and they go you know what i mean I, i've always liked nintendo but you know the wii u wasn't great but the switch looks sweet and it's only 250 like you know i'm gonna do it it's a wonderful price point for a home console that and uh that could go on the go yeah see my my view, right? You know, everyone knows our views. I mean, we are Nintendo fanboys. Uh, I, I, it's not that I don't like. I have other consoles too, right? But I love Nintendo. We both do. We would have bought it if it was five hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure, right? I honestly, it's just. I I know that sounds stupid, probably to a lot of people, but it's just that's how much I value like Nintendo and and, and their games and stuff. But, um, that's why. It's a pretty mind-boggling uh, value to me because I'm thinking uh, five years ago I paid two hundred and fifty dollars for my 3ds. <laughs> me too. <laughs> you know, and and it's like uh, that's. Are you telling me that our next the next system coming out, it's fifty dollars less than the their system that they have now? It's like what what's going on like it's like the the, that's a crazy idea and you know i and to me like i've always i play my wii u so much more than my xbox one like the games i love the games more i you know so i i've never thought of the wii u being a generation behind i mean it's really not right Mm -hmm. i mean maybe maybe hardware specs wise but not in time and I've always thought of it as, you know, Wii U, PS4, Xbox One, right? So thinking of the next generation and it being so cheap, it's just, it really is amazing to me. Well, you know what's sort of crazy that um, I'm looking at it now, I had to pull it back up. Now, when I heard 250 as well, I was like, holy cow, like what a, what a great price. But then if you go back and look at the previous Nintendo systems, the NES launched at 199, Super Nintendo 199, uh, N64 GameCube 199. So uh, Wii U 250, but it had the pack in. And then obviously the Wii U was what 300 and 350 for the Wii U was 350. Oh yeah, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sorry, two sorry, different sorry. SKUs. So if you think about it, like. I guess lower price has always been, you know, a Nintendo staple. Um, you know, co- coming up obviously recently, the Wii U was uh, expensive. You forgot the Virtual Boy. The- <laughs> <laughs> Virtual Boy, one hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, one seventy nine ninety five. Whatever. 179. It was. <laughs> but yeah. So it's pretty yeah. crazy to think that the three DS is actually this tied for the second highest launch price of a Nintendo system ever. You're right, and and something that. You know, I think that they just totally pulled another. I I think they're totally pulling another Wii right now. Where I feel like the game when the GameCube it was kind of underwhelming, and they're like, okay, let's reapproach this same idea with a completely different idea, with the same almost the same hardware. Yeah. Little upgraded, right? I hear it has twice 
the RAM of the Wii U. Which is nuts. Like, that's just nuts to me. Like, to have better than Wii U quality games playability on a portable device is just crazy. And anyway, but um, back to my point. Uh, having the Wii U, having the, you know, basically stopping and saying, okay, let's redo this Wii U and make it how it should have been. And it'll be, you know, very similar in architecture, uh, and and I and but refined and simple, and we won't have to charge three hundred fifty dollars because it's older technology, you know, it's it's older specs. Like you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. No, no, I know. What you mean. I, I mean, not not to take anything away from Switch, but I mean, it does seem like it's not going to be like an Xbox One, you know, it's gonna it's not, but it'll be able to run almost games that can run on xbox one but that doesn't matter what matters is the price yeah and what people think of the system it, it really like the wii no one cared about the wii i mean about the wii's power they loved wii sports so you know so they really and they had the they could they made a lot of money on the wii even just <laughs> out of the gate out of out of each they sure did you know you know what I, no i just mean like for you know how technology gets cheaper over time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But they were already making so much money, and you can see how greedy they got with 3DS, right? Because you know they're like, we could charge two hundred and fifty dollars because everyone loves the, the the DS, so a 3DS should be two. You know, yeah. and it's like, no, that didn't work out. Luckily, you know, they righted the ship. D- drop it, yeah, drop it eighty or seventy bucks. You know, like, and it's like you totally just told us all that. You were super greedy. You done <laughs> I mean, screwed like up. you made. Tough. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I, I, I'm not flat out just saying they're super greedy. I mean, they're a business, right? But I mean, well, you know what it you know, was. They, could... they were riding so high on both the Wii and the DS that it, they probably were like, "We can do no wrong," and unfortunately, mm-hmm. they did. But hopefully, they're right in the ship. So, like I said, so far with the the reveal and everything leading up to the Switch, it seems like they're trending in the right direction. So now. Exactly, and what's not trending in in the right direction is the other news we have. Yep, that's that Zelda and Mario. These are rumors. Emily Rogers, who um, she's been pretty good on the rumor mill. You know, she has she had a, a wrong rumor. Um, I think the like the um the Mother Three thing. I was just gonna say that hasn't turned out yet. But it hasn't turned out yet. But there's grumblings, and I know Neil and like other people from NWR said they they've heard similar rumblings that mother three is a thing so it definitely is a thing so fingers I mean, I, crossed i think it's definitely happening yeah but um man that would be so much fun but they're saying that zelda and mario might not make the launch that what do you do you think that's you know kills the switch and not necessarily kills no. it but do you think that it takes a big you know blow or, or how do you feel uh i feel like i really want to play zelda um and i would love to play a new mario but i am a patient person and i think it just needs to have some good games at launch and by the way the latest uh rfn ready for nintendo uh they have an amazing segment on on the switch that uh listener mail i i highly recommend listening uh johnny metz 
was on there, um, and he and he and the rest of the guys made some amazing valid points, and really, and you know, intelligent conversation that I would recommend everyone to listen to as well. But um, uh, talking about uh, you know, they're talking about launch games as well, and to me, like, I it's it's it, the most important thing is a steady stream of games, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's almost crazy to have Zelda and Mario competing with each other at launch when you don't need Zelda and Mario at launch. And you know, you want to have a game for later to you know, to to sell more systems and to persuade more people and just for the people who have it so they don't go crying. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I don't know what they're going to do. I I I don't think it can be just Wii U up ports um well so here's here's a question for you if you had to pick one or the other to make launch which one would you pick you know i'd pick zelda um that's because that seems like a very good game to get me in love with switch Mm -hmm. um i was not around i did not buy a wii at launch i wasn't into video games then so I did not get to the I did not have the Twilight Princess, um, you know that nostalgia. I don't have for that playing it right at launch, but I can see how that's probably. Did you do? Did you play Zelda at launch? Yep, yep. And I mean, is that fond memory of you know for you getting a, a brand new Zelda game with a brand new system? And well, see now if I had to pick one or the other, I think I would pick Mario. Now I say that. As a huge Zelda fan, I would think if I had just got a new system, right, I'm going to buy a couple of the launch games, regardless. You know, even if they're not, like, amazing games, like, I'm just going to want to play that thing and I want to play a bunch of different games on it. So now, I think Mario would lend better to playing with a bunch of other games sprinkled in between, you know? Like, I, I feel like Zelda would be one of those games that I want to sit down with and I want to play all the time. I want to play, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that'll be a game that I'm going to want to play nonstop. And for, I mean, at a launch title, obviously, like, that would be awesome. I, I, you know what I mean? If either come, yeah, that, that's I'm what be I stoked. meant. Like, that's what I wanted to. It's like, you know, taking the pack, the, the, the system out of the package, you know, that, that feeling and like plugging it in and seeing it the first time and then playing a freaking new Zelda you like the most beautiful game you've ever seen and you know really spending a lot of time with the system getting that's what i mean it's like where it's like a mario you know is is kind of you know it's a platforming you know the controller you're not used to the controller as much it's i mean i don't know course, for me I, I just personally I would think take i'd any. rather like <laughs> i mean yeah i mean obviously either one would be amazing but i just think that i would end up bouncing around between games just cuz i'd be like Oh, I want to play this game. I want to try this. I want yeah. to try this. I want to download some games, you know. And I feel like for Zelda, I'm gonna to want to sit down and play that all the time. Where when I get a new system, I want to explore a bunch of different games, you know. Yeah, and that's actually, I mean, that's a good point because I, I like just to just play through a game. Um, that's new console. I I wouldn't want to jump around like like you said you would. I I would really like to just play through a game. At one yeah, time. from the but get-go. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, 
That's pretty exciting. I mean, I mean, not not that they won't, not that they might not make launch, but the, the switch <laughs> is coming, and that that's just exciting anyway. Actually, you know what I saw on uh, Twitter today? Apparently, that EA said it's bringing one of its bigger games to the Switch. So, could be interesting FIFA. to see. I mean, that would be huge. Uh, FIFA is a monster. I mean, any sport games on the go would be cool. I think for if you know if you're into it. Yeah, be able to play that definitely. Wherever. I'm not into it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be into World Cup I used, on the PS1. I used to be into, I mean, I'm still huge into football, obviously. This is the first year I didn't buy Madden in probably the last 10 years. And um, FIFA, I used to buy, you know, every once in a while. But I tell you what, if they came out with FIFA or hockey or something, uh, NHL or even Madden on the Switch, I'd probably buy it just because to play on the go yeah definitely yep well I think that'll do it for news yep I think that wraps it up uh, I think we could take a little breather and then we get into uh, topic of the show yes and you will find out what that is it's a mystery until we get back <laughs> To Talk Nintendo Podcast Episode Seven, uh, we are in the uh, main topic of the show, and we're going to be talking about scalping. Um, Ooh, I scary know, word. It is a scary word. Uh, the concept of of selling things that you got kind of right at launch or something, selling it, selling hard to find things for higher prices, right? Extortion, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, right? Yeah, I mean, gou- a price gouge, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes. So, there, the thing that brought this up was with the, uh, uh, I've had a lot of, of uh, experience with this. Um, everyone has, right? With 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 seeing hard to find things and, and you know, Nintendo is bad at, releasing a bunch of things amiibo for one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and them going for outrageous prices online so we thought uh with the nes classic being released this week um i was thinking it might be a fun idea to talk about it and be open about everything and maybe maybe give a little um perspective from from everyone from different angles and stuff um so i don't know like casey uh, when 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 you when you hear a scalper, what of video game kind of stuff? Not like obviously like tickets and stuff, right? For like a concert. Those are just as like, bad. <laughs> yeah, but like, what do you think? Like, when you hear like of a scalper? Um, when I think of a scalper, I'm I've got my Craigslist open actually with uh, NES Classic typed in. And these are the guys I think as scalpers. You've got, <laughs> yes. I, I've I've seen NES Classic brand new unopened four hundred dollars. NES Classic uh, new and in hand five hundred dollars. Uh, you know, it, you should look at eBay. Oh my goodness, seven thousand dollars. I saw one trying to it, go for seven thousand dollars. It's it's mind boggling. And now, see, I also think of people who go in and you know I'm I feel like the um, 
the chains like Target and Walmart are getting a little more savvy to it. And like, you know, if someone went in there and like, I want to buy 10 NES classics, it's like that person is a scalper. Right. That person is a can't scalper. Do, I don't think you can do that. Really. No, like I said, I think they've gotten better with like limiting one. And Amiibo, right? I yeah. mean, that's how it was. You couldn't get more than one if you went like early. So. so I think they've gotten better with that sense. But yeah, when I think of a scalper, I'm thinking someone who's like, I'm going to buy this for 60 bucks and I'm going to flip it for 300% of what it's worth just because I want to get money, you know? That's what I think of when I think of a scalper. What what about you? Is it the same same along the same lines? Yeah, um, definitely. And and but so I guess I should pref. So, so I guess the the thing I want to come to is there are different intents behind th- things uh, like scalping, um, and I think I'm gonna show some examples of things that I've done that might seem like scalping, but that didn't feel like scalping, and I think makes sense, okay? And I think that, uh, yeah, so let's just, uh, let me just preface everything by saying, so I, one of the earliest examples of me is when Amiibo came out, okay? Remember when Amiibo came out? I sure do. It was a beautiful, it was fun, you know, I, I, I knew him, I, they seemed expensive to me, like for thirteen bucks for what they did. But I was like, you know, I love Nintendo stuff. I'm not huge in the collectibles. You should see my wall now. But <laughs> uh, you know, then I wasn't big. And so I remember I was at the store the day they came out, and I was with my wife, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna buy a Link. I'm, I was like, okay, which one is gonna be used in the most games, right? And I was like, Mario, eh, or should I get Link? I was like, ah, it's Link. Link, he's cool. Give he's me the cool. P stick, Link, please. So, yeah. And so I got Link, and then I was like, I'll get one more, and it's like, when am I ever going to be able to buy, like, a vi- like a villager? Like, that's so sweet that I can buy, like... Good move. Like a... Like a... A... A, um, a, a physical something of him, right? It's just so fun. Like, what a great... So I got him, too. So I, I didn't want to... I didn't really want to use them, because I was like, well, like... They look so nice in the case, and I just don't want to rip them out yet. I mean, honestly, and um, and so I had them around, and I was listening to Connectivity, and uh, someone on there was they were talking about Amiibo, and I was completely out of the loop of the Amiibo, and they were talking about it, and they were saying that they'd pay like fifty to like a hundred dollars for these certain Amiibo, and I was shocked and I was like what like why like why would you do that when you can like I don't understand like and then that's when I went to Amazon and I looked and for goodness sake an Animal Crossing a a villager amiibo um is is going for uh a hundred hundred dollars and I was like well I don't need this thing for a hundred dollars. Like, that's crazy. I can sell it for a hundred dollars. So, I put it on Amazon. Sold it in forty-five minutes. You know, made a hundred bucks. So, and I I should also say, um, I also around that time I was listening to uh, uh, Pear from IGN. He uh, he said that the he had listened to Nintendo Voice Chat and they said that the Wii Fit Trainer was rare. And I was at the store, and there was one left, and I picked it up. 
So I heard they were rare, Stop but I didn't her. realize. <laughs> no, I wanted it. I really wanted it. I was like, I think I'm going to get this. And if not, I'll just take, you know, it just is really cool. So, um, <laughs> scalp. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, I didn't sell that one. Uh, but yeah, so that kind of started this for me. Uh, not, I shouldn't say started this, but that was like my first experience selling something that I bought recently for a higher price. Now, I honestly, there was no intent of of trying to get, I did not wait any lines. I did not try to go in early and sell something. I did not buy this thing so I could sell it for a high price, but it was just like, hey, if people are buying these things and they really want them, like, why shouldn't I sell them for the price that they're going to pay? Yeah, it really comes down to what the, the market dictates the price is. And right. unfortunately, scalpers help raise that price, obviously. But you know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying. The the It comes down to, like, if you were, like, starting it at $200, you know, and, like, getting someone to buy it, like, I feel like that would be dirty. But I guess if, like, everything's selling for $100 and there's – and you're like, well, it's selling for that price. Like, I'll put mine up and see if it, people buy it. Like – I think I think the main thing is like you said intent. If you went into the store and saw there was three, uh, three villagers and you knew okay these are all people are buying these for a hundred dollars. I'm gonna buy all three of them so this way no one else that comes to the store is gonna have a chance to get them at a fair price. You know what I mean or at retail price. Like I think that's when it crosses the line of going into scalping. It's like because you're taking you're purposely taking away the opportunity for someone to buy it at the retail price in order for you to make a big financial gain. Uh, in your case, like you said, you bought it because you were going to keep it for yourself. You bought one, you know, it wasn't like uh, you bought a, an, an egregious amount of them. And then you saw what they were going for, what the market had dictated that they're selling. And then you decided to sell on that note. Um, so I think I definitely see there being a difference. Now, unfortunately the scalpers are why, you know, the market's, price was so high you know like in part i should say in part the other the other part was definitely the the low stock you know it's simple right economics if you know if demand's high and you know availability's low the price is going to be high you know right and and here's the thing this is not like taking food from people and and you tell that to little timmy (laughs) no i just mean like you know, they don't have to buy these things. And so I guess my next example would be, and, and I'm sorry if people are thinking I sound like a monster. I do not do this all the time. <laughs> In fact, I've done this twice, okay? Don't my listen to example, him, guys. He's rolling around in the... boxed <laughs> villager amiibos in his bedroom with his thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Just I... a bathtub full of amiibo villagers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a hoarder of villager mules. Um I okay, it's right no one no pre-orders for NES Classic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so I happen to be I I missed all those times, you know, following Wario 64, you know, I couldn't you tried the Amazon one, right? And it, it, it was, wasn't even there. Yeah, uh, it wasn't even there. I, I got on. It said um, it was going live at five p.m. Eastern time. 
I was on the page refreshing from like three minutes beforehand. Um, it got to the point where it was apparently up and I tried to add it to my cart. It didn't work. Then the crash, then the site crashed and then the Amazon games, Twitter tweeted out that they were all gone. And I was like, well, I got a controller though. Yeah. yeah. The, the box is yeah. so cute. It's, it's un- unbelievable. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And you can use that. You can actually use that on your Wii U, which is pretty sweet. Um, you know, for your NES games, uh, so I happened to get an email from Nintendo and I like a a pretentious snob looking at their um at their buy it now here at these retailers. I'm like, you can't even buy it here and I'm like, look and I'm like Toys R Us, it's not there. It's just page not found and I this is from the official Nintendo uh thing. Email, yeah. Uh, like the email. And from their site, and I'm like, oh, Best Buy. Oh, look, not available. Uh, GameStop, add to cart. Oh, <laughs> so I, I was like, oh my goodness, and I wasted no time. I added to cart. Took a long time to add to cart. Got my stuff in, and I got one. And I'm still not, um, you know, I still wasn't convinced because, I, I feel like. It, Anything can happen, right? I mean, I feel like so so many times, yeah. Then they go, "Oh, we uh, had to cancel your order because too much stock." Uh, here's five dollars exactly. to feel better about it. Yeah, exactly. But then I got a shipping confirmation the next day, and I felt really good. So, so I I really really want an NES Classic, really bad. That's why I wanted one, you know. But I got to thinking, and there's all these posts on Twitter about how hard it is to find. And I'm like, okay. I better check eBay and see what these things are going for, because I'm wondering, you know. I go on there, they're selling for like 350 bucks, 400 bucks, And the thing that gets me is that Nintendo has said repeatedly, hey, this, we're going to have tons of, of, of stock. Like, we're going we're gonna to be releasing stock very steadily up until Christmas. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not worried about getting another one. But it's like... Shouldn't I take advantage of the situation if people are willing to spend this money? Like, why wouldn't I sell it and make a profit? You know, like from my perspective, like they don't have to buy it, and I don't know. Well, There's just something. Yeah, I was gonna say listed like these listings are starting at like retail or just just over retail, right? right. And then they're climbing so high, so it's not like. Right. These, I mean, some of the sellers I know are probably putting buy it now is for six hundred dollars and starting bids at four hundred. But you know, if I think it's pretty fair, um, fair trade, if you were to put it up for sixty bucks or even like, like you say, you start at eighty and you go, I, I want to, like, I got to ship this thing, I got to pay PayPal and eBay their fees. So say you start at eighty bucks, and if yeah, I started mine at nine ninety nine ninety nine. So. Because and I'm also including a Wii Classic controller with it to use, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, like with taxes and everything, like that's like making like fifteen bucks. Yeah, so I think that's fair trade to go. Okay, like let's like I'm putting it up for a fair price, and if people want to bid crazy high, you know what I mean. That's their prerogative. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly, and that's actually exactly what I went into it, and that's what I I thought that was kind of a good. Um, middle ground because here's the thing uh, honestly 
I want I don't even I don't even want to sell it because I, I want to play it so bad I cannot wait till it gets here because I want to play it right and I have proof I even bought my 20 foot long HDMI cable <laughs> <laughs> it just got here today um, and I really want to play it but I honestly was thinking in my mind like no like you need to sell this now while you can make money off of it because people are buying it and I just for some reason that doesn't seem like it's wrong to me because I, I'm not forcing anyone to do anything, and and I'm letting them pay what, what you know, let them fight over for what they want, and you know, I'm the one that got it, you know, and so and then I'm thinking, I I didn't go in there getting it to, like the intent, like we were talking about, I did not go in there to get to scalp it at all, you know, and that just completely changes how I think you could view it and how looking at it. But, you know, I, I did not go in there to... I don't make money off of scalping, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's not my... You know, so... But it, I get to the point where it's like, well, would this be stupid for me not to do this? So... Especially with the holidays coming up, you know, I always can use a little extra cabbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I just... I thought it was an interesting idea, and I guess I just wanted to explain, you know... Like, it, it it's kind of a great subject because, you know, what do you call selling a collectible an antique right Mm -hmm. well i was going to say that you could bring up the argument for trading uh them now i i um i bought all of the first wave amiibo when they first came out um because i'm a sucker and then all of a sudden yeah i saw all these prices were going like haywire and i was like oh snap and at the time i was like you know what no i'm going to collect all the amiibo i'm not going to trade or sell any of them and then eventually I hit a point where I was like, there are so many Amiibo that I cannot do it. Like, I, I'm throwing the towel in. I, I, you know who? It was King DDD was the, the one I couldn't get. I, I think that was the second or third wave. And I'd gotten every other one up to that point. And I was like, I'm not going to spend a bunch of money off doing this. Um, like, I'm done. I'm done. So I ended up trading. I remember I didn't want to trade Captain Falcon because I like him. But I ended up trading, like, Captain Falcon and I think a PS4 game for, like, Super Mario 3 for the NES and an NES top loader. So, like... That's awesome. Yeah, like... But then that begs the question, like, is it scalping if you're trading for, like... If I have an item that's worth, like, the Amiibo, 15 bucks, if I trade that or I buy that with the sole purpose of trading it for something that's worth 60 is that still sort of... You know what I mean? Like, it, it's sort of... It's not scalping, but it's still in that realm. Like it, it just brings up sort of an interesting debate. You know what I mean? Because people, well, yeah. Because people get angry when someone buys it with the intent to sell it for a lot of money. But if you buy it with the intent to trade it for something that's worth a lot more money than that, I technically, I mean, if people are gonna buy it, I guess that that item's worth that much. But you know what I mean? Like it, it's just sort of an interesting. That's what I'm trying to say. I got it to trade. For more money. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't. Uh, but, you know, I mean, if you think about it, and I hate to bring up, like, you know, like, uh, and I hate to get all technical, but it's just, why is anything worth anything? You know, why, why the, on Antiques Roadshow is this, is this uh, old chair worth $6,000? You know, it didn't cost that when it came out, but because there's a worth to it, you know, and right now 
you know, with an NES Classic, those are worth a lot of money because they're hard to get. And if you're someone who happened to get them, then why isn't it worth what, you know, like what people are willing to pay? And I, and I understand. So that's what brings us to the next thing. It's like, well, what puts people in this position in the first place? And that is the downside for having too little stock, mm-hmm. you know, of this thing, you know? Is this what Nintendo wants? Does Nintendo want, like, what they did with the Wii? Do they want eBay? You know, do they want people, you know, crazy for these things? Does this enhance the craziness, you know? Yeah, is it, like, an artificial low low stock? Um, I don't know. I, I think with the NES Classic, I think they probably just misread how popular it would be. Like, I figured they probably were like, okay, we don't have a Wii U game coming out. Switch isn't coming out till March. Let's let's do something cool that like it'll you know hit those nostalgic stri- uh, strings get people who maybe are not big into video gaming anymore would be into it but also people who like Nintendo would just be into it in general like uh, my dad I remember when he saw it he was like that looks awesome um, a couple of my buddies who aren't into gaming you know they ha- like my one buddy has like an Xbox but like you know he plays like Call of Duty every now and then. And he was like, "Oh, I, I want to get one of those NES classics, but it, you know, oh man, it's everyone sold out. I know is talking about this. Yeah, it sold out everyone, so quick. Who I don't even. So, I think they probably just mis misinterpreted how popular this thing would be, but that, that then people are always like, "Well, why don't you just pump out, you know, more than enough so there's, you know, so many that." no scalper can buy it and resell it but then it brings up the problem like the animal crossing amiibo i think that was an exact um like they saw what happened with the smash line and they go okay these things are flying off the shelf we need to pump out tons of animal crossing amiibo and then they don't sell plus all of the stock now now you can get them for like four dollars on amazon whenever yeah whenever i go into a target or a GameStop or something if you walk by the amiibo aisle and there it's flooded with you know animal crossing amiibo just that aren't selling so then now all of a sudden nintendo probably bit the a pretty good bullet on that one you know right right so i mean honestly nintendo kind of puts everyone in these situations um i mean i'm not saying they may they mean to but i mean not having enough stock results in these unfortunately no matter what and um it might sound weird but it's just like when it gets to the point where it's like i don't want to sell this thing but if people are buying it for this price then i should sell it because you know i i should be responsible like i'm thinking like as a person i do want to keep this but if i if it can sell for a lot of money and i can use that money you know to feed my family everyone's got a price i should probably do that i mean (laughs) but like you know and i know that might sound like crazy to some people i know i might sound like a really big jerk to some people but i mean that's honestly the way i'm thinking about it where it's like you know like it just makes sense you know i i'm not i'm not forcing people to buy this i'm and i'm not standing i'm not sneaking in and, and standing in front of people who other people want to buy it I bought it, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, hey, if you're selling, then if you if you want to buy it for that much, then oh, this is America. I will <laughs> I will sell it to you for that much. <laughs> I mean, you know, free country, I guess, but nah, I don't know. Like, I I think it really boils down to the market dictates what something's worth, and 
if people are willing to pay that money, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I guess to wrap up, um, just the idea of kind of fresh perspectives, I think maybe that might... I think a lot of a lot of gamers deal with this um, in some or other with with special editions, limited editions, you know, stuff like that. Where and I think that um, there it, there are people that that are scalpers, and there are people that just sell things because they can make money and they don't value them as much as other people do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you have any closing thoughts on this or? No, I mean, I think I pretty much spoke my piece with it um i mean i i would say that i'd love to hear anyone listening what their their take on it is uh if they want to email us at talk nintendo podcast at nintendo world com or tweet at us at talk nintendo pod that's a uh, talk nintendo pod on twitter uh we'd love to hear what your guys thoughts if if you think Perry's a, a monstrous beast of a man, or you know, or if you sort of see what where we're coming from on that end, uh, it's always fascinating to get different opinions and different views on such a especially like I feel like a pretty controversial topic, especially among Nintendo fans, when it seems like a lot of these these items are highly sought after and the stock just isn't there. And and I know it can be one of those things that oh, if you didn't get it. And people are selling it for so much. What an easy thing to start to hate on. Like, what an easy thing to be so mad at. Ge- like, genuinely, I'm not. I'm saying like, I don't blame anyone for getting mad at people. You know, at not being able to get something and then it suddenly being jacked up in price, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like Amazon pre-orders, like of something that that it's it's sold out before it comes out, and you can buy it for twice the price on there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, yeah. So it's just, I, I, it's easy to stand behind a computer screen and get really mad at something, but maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe just a new perspective thinking about some things, maybe a new value on taking seeing the value in things i don't know <laughs> but yeah i think a lot of people who get angry also might be people who can't afford to spend that money and it's not necessarily that they're angry that the price is high it's it, for you know oh i'm mad that they're selling it for that it's just like i don't have the the money to be able to buy that and that's something i really wanted and now yeah you know now just because i can't afford it you know i right. i would rightfully so if i could afford something and then someone was selling it for a price I couldn't afford, I could see getting frustrated. But, I mean, the good news is Nintendo's been pretty vocal on Twitter saying there will be restocks throughout the holiday season and after that. So, hold it. I mean, I would tell people... Be patient, everyone. Yeah, I would tell people, don't go to eBay. Don't buy it for double the price, no. triple the price. Wait, just because it, it will come out. That's what I'm, That's my stance. I mean, I, I want it, but I'm, I'm not... It's not going to be the end of the world if I don't get it. But I figure at some point down the line, I'll be able to probably get it for a retail price. So, Yep. And that should be another point is I was exactly like what you just said. And I have I have never paid over retail for an Amiibo once. And the only Amiibo, I have all of them in, new in box. The only Amiibo I need is Kirby. So... It is possible, and Nintendo's doing really good. So if you're patient, it'll pay off. But I can, I just, I really want to play that NES Classic. There's so <laughs> many games I really want to play. So, 
Yeah, well, I think that'll wrap things up. Uh, we never really talked like pretty any controversial things. I hope that people enjoyed listening. Maybe uh, and then uh, like Casey said, write into us, tell us what you think. And uh, let's take a break right now. And when we come back, we'll have the good old Craigslist roundup. How does that sound? Sounds great. right into our world-famous Craigslist Roundup. Now, Perry, I think you've got some good finds for us this week, right? Yeah, I have a couple you of... scalper. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 a pretty... Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this is kind of my point, is like, I don't know if anyone's going to think this is bad. I'm not I'm not dictating the... the... Uh, uh, the system, the the economic system. Okay, I'm just I'm just using it. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I don't think scalping applies to old old Nintendo stuff, you know. <laughs> right, right. But isn't that funny? It's like why? Like, how come with age does this suddenly you know become fine to sell? <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's get into it. So my first uh, pick, I got two of them here. My first one was a pink DSi with a case, uh, Mario Party, Mario Mario Kart. Mario 64 DS and Nintendogs, and um, all together, that was uh, uh, I could sell all that for eighty four dollars. How much did and you pay for that bad boy? I paid a, a, a twenty dollar bill, my good man. That, so, that's a damn uh, good price right there. Yeah, so twenty bucks for a DS, a, a, I should say mint condition. Looks like it's never been played. Pink DSi. I mean, beautiful condition. Uh, with uh, and it has a case too. So you could check yeah, off 60... another DSi for your collection. I know. I have. I have a white, uh, a black, a, two blues, and a pink. Now, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have a problem. But I do love DSi. It's like my favorite. Um. So yeah, sixty-four dollars profit on that one. Uh, and then moving right along. Sixty-four dollars. Uh, that sounds about the price of the NES Classic. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Not on e- it, that. That sounds like a fraction of what for on eBay, though, right now. Uh, uh, okay, the second one. Let's see. Uh, the other day, I uh, saw someone was selling uh, seven game, seven DS games uh, for fifteen bucks. And they were Big Brain Academy, Brain Age, and Brain Age 2, uh, Professor Layton and the Curious Village, and Professor Layton and the Unwound Future, and Crosswords DS. And Professor Layton and the Unwound Future is actually in in plastic, new in plastic. In, oh, man. In the box. Yeah, and that's weird. I've never gotten... That's just a weird thing. They just, I think they probably got both games and never finished one, and so just they didn't were smart. Just did the second, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good thing to do. So, um, anyway, all fifteen dollars investment, I can get a forty-six dollar return. So those games are a lot. I mean, Big Brain Academy, Brain Age, Brain Age Two. Those are like mega crazy phenomenon hits. That um, and the, all those games usually are very cheap so like four bucks and like six yeah there's so many of them out there yeah so not a huge 
yeah, not a huge profit, 31 bucks profit for that, but the real reason I got it was for the bonus, for bonuses for when I sell DS systems. Um, like, if I say, oh, it's a DS, and you get two games in boxes, two good games, you know, I can even say them, and then suddenly, you know, that's, yeah, oh, that's an amazing Yeah, it seems like a better, game. nice little bundle, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, that's, uh, that's what I got, so I guess total would be $95, $95 profit. Not bad, not bad. And then coupling that with my four hundred dollars I made off my NES Classic, <laughs> that <laughs> you got your no. your you're almost uh you're almost the full way to getting two switches. Yeah, you could flip the second sell. switch for a thousand dollars. Yeah, actually, as of this moment, I the NES Classic I well, there's one bid on it for ninety nine bucks, so that's all we got. There's there's still like twenty hours left, but we'll see. So, uh, yep. And that'll do it for my Craigslist Roundup. And uh, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. We just want to reiterate that once this show goes live on Thursday, you'll have about 24 hours. Um, Friday, November 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll be doing our our, uh, drawing for the two winners for Pokemon Sun and Moon. So you still have time to enter. Uh, to do so, go to our Twitter, Talk Nintendo Pod. We'll have all the directions there for how you can enter. Um, like I said, we just want to say thank you to everyone that's uh, participated. Like I said, we've got over uh, 2,500 uh, replies on Reddit. We've got uh, over 250 likes and retweets. We had like 250 new followers on Twitter, so it's really been awesome. And uh, I think we wanted to just read out a couple more uh, via Reddit. Yeah, also for people listening, we we do drawings like this yeah, all the time. Yeah, this is our third so, in um, our seventh would, episode and our third giveaway. So, they're going to keep coming. But yeah, we're going to read some of the Reddit replies now. Uh, Casey, why don't you tell us what Chibi Sheep said? I actually this is actually kind of a kind of mixed Yeah, yeah this is I a cute one. one. I, I read it. I grew up loving Butterfree. They evolved fast and helped me destroy the early gyms easily. I fought hard in blue to keep my Butterfree as long as possible, but ultimately realized there were stronger Pokemon out there. Every playthrough, though, I still run a Butterfree early and love it. Aww. I love those little, I love those little stories, you know. To Isn't go. that great? Yeah, I felt the same. I have like a similar feeling, like with like a relationship with a virtual pocket monster. <laughs> you know, you actually have this. You know, that's the magic of Pokemon, right there. Is what so. But yeah, uh, going on, we have one more we're going to read from I Eat Translations. And uh, I don't really <laughs> know what that means. That must maybe an in-joke for something. But He says, uh, or they say, their favorite Pokemon is Ditto. If you have a Ditto, it's like owning every Pokemon. Plus, Ditto-faced Pokemon are cuter than their original counterparts. And I completely agree. Maybe not cuter, but hilarious. <laughs> They're definitely more hilarious. And I know that, like, in Japan, like, recently, did you see, like, those Ditto Pokemon stuffed animal, stuffed Pokemon things they came out with? Like, they were, they were, they were Ditto versions of Pokemon. No, I didn't see that. They're, they're pretty great. So you can look those up. But. I'll have to check that out. Well, b- before we sign out here, What's your favorite Pokemon now that we've been talking about it? So I have a split. Well, okay. I, I'm going to give you two answers. My ultimate favorite Pokemon that will always be a favorite Pokemon 
is Blastoise. Always has been, always will been, right? From but, the get-go? Yep. From the get-go. Oh, I just, I lo- he's the coolest. But my, re- and recently, in the coming past couple years, my favorite Pokemon has uh, become to be Oddish. Interesting. Um, yeah, because he's just this funny little circle with legs and leaves. And he's just the funniest little thing. And I love Gloom and Vileplume, too. But, yeah, yeah, I love Oddish. What about you? What's your favorite? I don't even know your favorite. What is it? My favorite. I mean, it have to be Alakazam. Nope, Alakazam, man. I've Alakazam. always, I've always loved the Abra Kadabra Alakazam little, you know, evolution line, and I just remember back in the day. Um, me, my brother, and my two neighbors would play, and we, you know, we all like had like level nineties, and we'd all fight each other and stuff, and just Alakazam and you'd was always, always a use stable. psychic and use him and kill them and obliterate them. Actually, because he was uh, super overpowered. No, my brother kicked everyone's butt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alakazam's awesome. Also, if you think about it, you love to eat cereal with spoons. Yep. So he's my no man. wonder you love Alakazam, right? So. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. But uh, all right, that brings us to uh, to the end of the show here. Um, we've already said it throughout. I was gonna say we've already said it throughout the uh, the show. But you can find us at Talk Nintendo Pod on Twitter. Um, you can email us any questions or comments, concerns at Talk Nintendo Podcast at Nintendo World Report. Also, also, you can find. Some other sweet news, reviews, and podcasts at NintendoWorldReport.com. Great news site. Just going to throw that in there. Yeah, uh, really great, guys. Um, you great know, community. It, great yeah, community of people. If Yeah, if you're a Nintendo fan, you should definitely be checking out Nintendo World Report. They, uh, they always have good stuff. Yep. But without further ado, I think that's going to be it. Uh, and uh, we're, we're happy to say we'll see you next week. Next week. Yay! See you later, everyone.